Blog Talk Radio. I've been waiting for you, boy. Now, where's the shit? The shit? The shit. The shit that you found. Oh. Don't worry. You'll get the shit. You'll be knee deep in the shit. Radio network on the planet. High frequency radio network. Sync up. Check out the sound. How about now? All right, okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, cool. All right, all right. We're back. Calling numbers four two four two 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 fifty two fifty. 
Back on, back on the block. We'll go to area code 215-2969. You're on the line. What's on your mind? Peace to the gods, you said. What's going on, man? This is Derek from Philly, bro. What's going on? Hey, peace, bro. What's happening, man? What's going on with you, oh, bro? Oh, <laughs> man. It's good. As always, man, it's good to hear you. But you know I've been watching from afar. You know that. <laughs> seeing, seeing you and baby girl, like, man, he got a bundle on his hands right there, boy. Man. <laughs> yeah, man. She's a handful. She's, um, she, you know, they, you know how they are. They they learn how to be how to start manipulating men as early as one. Start yeah, I think daddy. she might have got you earlier than that. <laughs> man, yeah, man. man. man good I, to hear your voice, been, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate. That. I appreciate. That. So let me hit one right now. A lot of the feedback going on. You know what I mean? I was like, but you, you can't. You 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 loud and clear now. But man, I've been okay. I've been you know, I've been listening to you know to what you've been saying. I've been talking to a lot of my friends about it. As far as like with uh, what's going on from the, from all the videos you've been putting up recently, I've been, I've been watching. You've been hit. As far as this crazy coronavirus crap that's going on, the AI thing they're trying to do with with everything, it's like man, this is like it actually like. Is am I really living a movie right now? It feels like you're in a movie sometimes, really, for real. Yeah. It does. And then like um as far as with you know, with with, with Trump, I'm like, man, that he is our only option. People are talking about they going against Trump. I'm like, what do you want me to vote for Joe Biden? Do you know the history of Joe Biden? If we start putting up the history of Joe Biden, I mean, a button, whatever his name is, you know, it's like, you know, he don't even look like he want to run for president. You know, he look like no, he want to run for president. He like somebody in the background making him run. Joe, you need to run. You were just vice president. You need to run. You're the incumbent, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> I'm just I'm yeah, just watching man. just just listening to all the the craziness the hypocrisy the the flipping back and forth and like what's going on in I, Philadelphia are they uh, are they uh, are they kind of doing all the same thing distancing all the crazy shit in Philadelphia too they still doing it I mean the, you know only reason why I wear a mask because I got to you know I'm out here in the public yeah, anyway and I got to go into these stores and I got I'm not I'm not doing right. it for myself. You know, I'm right, right. Doing, you gotta. I'm out here shouting for people. The public, so I gotta go and do it. And that's why I tell people when you're in the public, you have to. Not, like a lot of those protesters, people be protesting and stuff. They don't know the difference between public and private. You know, it's like you have private rights. In the private, you can do what you want to, but when it comes into the public, you can't do it. The public safety is their number one issue. Now, granted, they will use that as a that's the doorway in to try to take mm-hmm. over the world. And try to take control over the people. Oh, this is affecting the public. There is a guy. Um, I just downloaded his video. I just downloaded his video. I was about to upload it. His name is. His name is. Harry Vox. Harry Vox. Hey. Uh, you can just go and put on YouTube. Harry. He's sitting there, this is in 2014. This man seemed like he was 
could see into the future because he predicted, he said the elite is going to use pandemics and um, uh, 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 they want to be able to see the least of the last thing they have, they have total control. They have to have curfews and they have to be able to make you stay inside to get total control mm-hmm. of you. And he said, they're going to use pandemics to achieve that. And that was the same thing. I said, the only way that they can really encroach on the private is by saying that there's some sort of threat to the public. Okay. So it's called a compelling public interest test. That's what it is. is. And that's what you're just, I was reading about earlier in this Jacobson case. And the guy was trying to tell me, you know, you didn't, why you didn't talk about this? Because the only thing I was interested in is, okay, I wanted to show people that, okay, well, what gives them jurisdiction over you in the public? There has to be some sort of compelling public interest or some threat to the public that would compel them to come into the private. That's why it says in the Constitution, private property should not be taken without just compensation and due process of law. It doesn't say they can't take private property, but to be able to come into the private, there has to be a justification. This is also the reason why police have to go get warrants if they want to come to your house. If they want to come to your private Mm -hmm. residence, they have to have a warrant that justifies Okay, that there is some threat to the public, that uh, some threat to the public good as a whole, to the whole body of people as a whole, uh, why they need to come and get into your business individually. So, you know, it's called a compelling public interest test. You can, anybody can Google this right now on YouTube. And it is a principle that they use a lot. And they're using that, they're using that more than anything right now to try yes. to get, um, you know, to restrict people's private rights. And, and- and the and another crazy thing, like I, like like you had said before, is no, there's been no president that's come under this much fire in their first in any term, let alone their first term, and still standing strong, it. like 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 he fight fire with fire, like he can't fight. I mean, I was a reality TV show like monster at the game. You think y'all gonna sit here and play me? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's like you know that's what I was looking at. It was like um. Um, that Trump, you know, that's why I said I did a video called Trump is a bad mofo. And the reason yes, I did sir. that video is because that's because of the reason you just stated. I'm like, man, look, they attacking Trump. And here's the thing, though. Here's the thing where people don't, you know, they get a problem with me saying YouTube is going to get a problem with me saying it. There's a certain nationality of people, just like an idea. Mm-hmm. Can they, you know, if you start paying attention, you start paying attention. You know, like if I had never pointed out the nationality of Larry King and this guy that he interviewed, you would have never thought about That's it. Which. But then nope. when, that when I start, yeah, then when I start pointing out, and then you looked at him and yeah, they are Jewish guys. You see the nose, you see everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, they, they, they Jewish. All right. But then you start paying attention, like Jim Acosta. Okay, he's Jewish. Oh, yeah. Okay, he's Jewish. All right. And then I started paying attention and you start doing that. Like, wow, you know, Margaret Sanger, he's a Jew. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, and then you start, you know, you just start doing that. You're like, damn, you know, you know, Ann Shushak, I think that's her name. She's the uh, director of the CDC. She's a Jew. Yes. Like, okay. And, you know, and then you find out that they're, most of them are liberals. This guy he even said in his interview, he said, I, mean, I always was liberal. And 85% of them are liberals. 85% of them are, you know, on that side or on the left. 85%. Okay. So, when you start talking about liberals and, you know, and, you know, who shut down, you also got to think, well, who has the power to shut down all the businesses? Well, who owns the majority of the businesses? Who has the power to say, okay, Walmart can stay open and McDonald's can stay open, but your small business can't stay open. You know, mm-hmm. just think about that. Who owns these businesses? Just thinking, you, you know, and then you begin to understand 
what I, why I'm telling you to at least pay attention to it. I'm not accusing anybody of anything. I'm saying right. start paying attention to, you know, who is the people pulling the strings. There's a certain group of people pulling the strings. They'll try to deny it, but if you just do what I say and start saying, man, let me start checking the national. I'll check the nationality, everybody who come on TV and say something. Every time someone, Mark Cuban came on TV saying, yeah, y'all need to wear a mask and went and checked him out. He's Jewish. You know, yep. Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> you need to wear a mask. Jewish. You know, I saw, you know, I'm just saying, I'm like, damn, you know, all of them, you know, that's like really pushing and promoting this. You know what I'm saying? They are like of a single nationality, you know, the dude who financed Black Lives Matter, George Soros. Soros Jewish. Yep. Even Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein, Jewish. Jewish. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm just looking, you know, if people start accusing, I say, look, man, I'm just. Pointing out, you know, something at the obvious. He's like, we actually just kind of sitting back watching another whole race of people on the stage. Pull the triggers and everything, you know, and people aren't realizing that. And I'm just bringing it to their attention. That's all. That's all it is. Well, you said that was a great talk. I'm going to keep it short. That was a great talk. But listen, listen, I'm telling you, when I come down there, because it is a win. It's not an if. It's a win. I'll okay, hit, you up, right, hit right. you up in the game like, yeah, I'm coming through. I'm going to come on through, okay, my friend. All right, all right, all right, you know, you know, know I'm still room waiting for you, bro. I still <laughs> room waiting for you, all right? <laughs> look, I, I greatly all appreciate right. it, too. I greatly appreciate it. You're welcome. It. Get, look, get, You're welcome, get bro. defending You're welcome. my best, man. All right, all right. All right peace, God. All right, bro. Peace. All right. All right. Let's go back to the, let's go back to the phone lines. Let's see. What do we have next? Let's go to nine zero four ninety one seventy five. You on the line? What's on your mind? Peace to the God, man. Peace, peace, God. What's happening? Let me say this before I forget. Damn. Um, do you have a, a a schedule somewhere where I can catch these shows, or they just come uh, through, through that? You know what, man? You know what? This is what I'm gonna do. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a schedule. I'm gonna start coming on at the same time every day, cause you know I, you know I'm just like, I kind of do like kind of like the nigga shit, you know. I just like shit. I just feel like coming on. I just jump on. Don't say shit to nobody, you know. I sound like that, right. but you know I'm going to I'm going to structure this and be organized and have a specific time that I'm going to come on every day for everybody out there. And I'm going to do two shows. I'm going to do a morning show and an afternoon show. I'm going to do a 9 o'clock morning show, and I'm going to do 8 o'clock afternoon. I don't know if I'm going to come on every day. I might make it like Monday, Wednesday, and Thursdays or some or Tuesdays and Thursdays or something like that. But there will be a schedule. I'm going to post a video basically telling everybody what times the shows are and everything. So, you know, I'm going to start doing that. And because people ask okay, so many questions, you. can I get an alert when you're going to come on? And, um, you know, I think right, the viewership right. would go over it. Go, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to start. I'm going to have a definite time to come on. Yeah, I'm always dialing the number, man, and that lady be like, there are no shows within 24 hours, so I know that's a whole day. I'll be like, well, damn, man. Well, all it is, I just ain't scheduled nothing. I ain't scheduled nothing, but I haven't scheduled. I haven't scheduled. Right, okay. Uh, My second question. In studying your videos now, which I do very heavily, but I'm like back and forth, in one instance now, I just want to make sure I'm hearing it correct. Okay. Because this case that I'm in, 
which I'm, I just, I got them, but I just don't know the procedure. I know when you be talking about administrative process, maybe I have to do it a couple of times to get it right. But you was also saying to me that well, how I took it, no matter, I, mean, I know to stay in honor at all times, at all costs, but no matter what they say or what they do in that piece of paper that they send you, you kind of just got to go along with it and discharge it since you are a secure party. Okay, well, to, well, it, well, well, that depends, you know, if you if they're not a like what are we, what are we talking about a criminal case, uh, you know, a uh, you know, if you're talking about like what? a debt collector, you know, if it's a debt collector, well, you don't want a debt collector anything, third party debt collector, you don't owe them anything. They're not a real party in interest. Right. Well, this is more so like child support. And, uh, oh, boy, you asked me about these child. You know, I got a friend right now. He just came in the office today, said we need to do a show on child support because he's going through something right now, and he's handling this stuff in court uh, uh, magnificently. And as a matter of fact, it's on YouTube. In other words, like they're doing all the court case. I don't know if y'all noticed or not, but they live streaming people's court cases on YouTube now. You can watch them on YouTube wow. because they like doing the Zoom meetings and things like that. You ain't coming into court. So they're having court cases right. on YouTube. So when somebody had a case, you're on YouTube, so he wants everybody to come and watch his case on child support. Now, when it comes to child support, it's a different issue, man. All you got to do is look at the pleading. Okay, it ain't the state versus you. It's it's your girl's name versus you. Family family law well, is private law. Right. Uh, well, actually, the, her name, the state name, and the Department of Revenue name are all the names that's on the plaintiff's side. Right, so, okay. But I'm going to tell you now what happened to me, because I've been fighting it all the way up to this point. Then I'm studying you, and you're like, well, if you fight it. Well, wait, well let, let me ask you a question. What are you fighting, and what are you trying to accomplish? Let me find that out first. Well, what is it? Why are you fighting? What is it that you're trying to fight? What do you think you're entitled to? What you're trying to accomplish? I'm trying to accomplish them getting out of our business, because we both did a, a private mutual agreement, which she forgot about. Before my son even got here, I kept up my. Okay, well let me ask you. Th- let me ask you this: You got that in writing? Yeah, I got it in writing. They just walking over it, trying to. Okay. So, so who invoked the uh, the state? Who invoked the state? So you say she's the plaintiff. Okay, so she forgot. Yeah. Say, so in other words, she got an agreement, and she's reneging on her agreement because you know because they don't come start messing with you unless one of y'all invoked them to come in to coming into the middle of everything, right? Right. But see, what happened, I think, this is what she did. We went down there and took a test because I wanted to make sure that the child was mine. So that part of the contract right. she don't have to worry about. Fine, it's mine. I'll take care of it. Simple. Now, All you right. may not be getting what you want, which that don't matter. All I got to do is take care of my child. My job ain't to take care of you. But since you his mother, I will do for you if you need it just because you're his mother. But I guess she got right. green eyes, you know, and just thought that she could get more and went down there and gave them that paper that we took the test with. And they, they put that in the case. It wasn't court ordered. They put it in the case. And next thing you know, I had a summons, which I really didn't know because my understanding was if you don't sign for nothing, you're good. But apparently, after that, that's what I learned about acquiescence and silence and all this means you agreeing. I'm like, well, damn. Now, you got to take this for a second. You, you got a CDL driver 
got a, a transfer over to law because I didn't go hire no lawyer. I just started studying all this stuff myself. And they're getting the best of me, you know, but I'm still studying. Hey, I'm still out. So I, something I ain't doing right. And I believe it's right. an administrative procedure probably because there ain't no okay, way in the world me... we got a written. Go ahead. Okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try to explain this to everybody. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to explain it again, and I'm gonna try to be very cogent in my explanation of what you do. Okay, first and foremost, secure party is about discharging debt. It's about being a private banker. Okay, it's about being a private banker. All right. In other words, it's, it's negotiable instruments law. Okay, it's negotiable instruments law. We use negotiable instruments. All right. Reason why is because Everything that's going on in the public is about debt. It's about debt. Debt is being used as money. Everything right. from the child support, the traffic tickets, even the criminal charges. Okay. It's all about creating some sort of value in an instrument so they can trade it, sell it off, or do something like that. It's about debt. Now, when you go into court, okay, the reason they say don't argue is because you are the creditor. Okay, and the creditor always wins. So in a court case, the only thing to establish that's being established is who's the creditor and who's the debtor. Okay, in a, a child support is a debt collection. I looked that up in, in court in a, a law library too. I went and actually investigated that and found that in a law library, the child support is a debt collection. So on, in, in legal theory, you should be able to discharge that debt because it's a debt collection. Now, in right. order to make sure they get the credits, because we're talking about your child, we're talking about your child and the care of your child. These people that really you don't you you've already said you'll take care of your child without their interference. And but she wants right. more. She don't think you're doing enough. All right, that little money you giving her every month ain't doing. She can't get her hair and nails and and, well, we and go yeah, out with her yeah. girls and shit too. Right, you gotta be. Right. You supposed to be taking care of me and this child, okay? That's you know that's how a lot of them be thinking, you know. Right. <laughs> it's like right. you take right. care of me, you'll still take care of me. All right, but all right. So here's the thing. All right, so it's a discharge. We talking about debt. When you, if you want to do something else, you're on the wrong channel. Let me say that first of all. On this channel, we're talking about debt and dish. I talk about a lot of other things, but if you want to talk about secure party. It's about debt. Don't make it into something else. Don't make it into Morse nationality. Don't make it into uh, some other shit, you know, like the uh, posse comitatus and all this other shit y'all like to talk about. Do not make it into any of that. The UCC is a uniform commercial code. Article 3 is dealing with negotiable instruments. Okay, and Article 8, I think, is dealing with securities, and then we have secure transactions, security agreements. That's what we're primarily concerned with. Uh, nothing else. Notices, all the other birth, uh, uh, chapters kind of deal with how you handle different situations, but that's all we're concerned with. We're not concerned with a lot of other stuff y'all talking about. When you go into court, when they give you a bill of indictment, a bill of indictment is a bill of exchange. It's a negotiable instrument. They're drafting you for performance. So that's why you accept it, sign it. You're signing a negotiable instrument. It's a check. You're giving it to them and you're telling them to go and cash it. Everything else coming after that is you arguing and them trying to figure out some kind of way to trick you to get you to go into prison because that's when you're going to find this is why people get upset with people in the public because you see that they are corrupt they're corrupt in the sense that they're trying to put everybody in slavery that's why i'm so that's why i'm spending so much time talking about 
what's going on right now outside of the secure party stuff because people are trying to put you in slavery. There's a new world order, right. and now you're starting to see it. They want you in slavery. They don't right. want your money. They make the money. They could care less about money. They want to put you in slavery. They want right. slaves. And the only way you can go into slavery is if somebody gets control of your mind. Slavery is a mental condition. They got to convince you to do come into slavery voluntarily because under the Constitution, involuntary servitude is unconstitutional, but voluntary servitude is not. Right. So they want you to be voluntary slaves. And the doorway to that is taking benefits and privileges from the government in a free country. Okay, that's what happened in 1933. What happened in 1933, prior to that, everybody was in the country. Right. What no city? Okay? What's his name? Right. Uh, the, uh, Carnegie, the steel magnet, uh, 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 Vanderbilt, um, um, uh, uh, Rockefeller, and um, uh, J.P. Morgan. All those guys, the four guys that built up on everything that you're looking at right now. Okay, they built these cities, and you start coming into the cities. You stop, you stop growing your own food. You stop digging a well in the ground to get your water out that God gave you. All right? You started, okay, all of a sudden now you need a power company for electricity. Okay, you need the phone system and everything. You need all these things that they're providing you. Right. And you need a job on top of it. Okay, and now you need that. Now, you don't even, they don't even want you to have the gold and silver. The, the elimination of the gold and silver, I'm going to get to your question. The elimination of the gold and silver was the single biggest move they made to put you in slavery because now you don't have a money of exchange that you can use to maintain private transactions. Because if you were using gold and silver, it wouldn't be no tax on it because they can only tax a benefit and a privilege. Taxes are only on benefits and privileges. Go ask your CPA. Right. You take yeah, some benefit or privilege from the government. You don't tax rights. Right. I okay? never had an idea, though, but I never had an idea that working or living was a, a privilege until I started. Uh, that's, that's a benefit. Yeah. You ask your CPA, you're you going to call it a benefit. Okay, right. you, uh, let, me put, let, me, let me tell you some of the, the things that are benefit, utilizing the statutes. When you go and incorporate your business, okay, you are taking the benefit of the statutes because they're regulating the business activity that's in the area and everything. You can resort to the court, court if you have a dispute or something like that. So it's the benefit of having using, using the utilization of statutes as a benefit. That's a main benefit. Okay, I've read this in the law books. I'll go and dig it up again if I have to. Have to. I read, I read this in the law books. It's a benefit to all use right. the statute. All right, so now you're using benefits and privileges, but they forced us into this by taking the gold and silver. When we had gold and silver, we could pay for something, and the banks wouldn't be involved in it. Nobody would fucking be involved in our business and shit. I come to USSA, man. I want to buy some of that weed from you. Cool. Okay, here, here is a hundred, a gold dollar. And that's my fucking business. Okay, with this weed down to 27 CFR 72.11, okay, it's a commercial crime. It's a commercial crime because of the fact you are a U.S. citizen, which means you are a surety for the national debt, and they've got to make sure that you maintain good health, that you can go to work and pay your damn taxes like a good little slave. 
how can somebody oh. tell you what you can put? How can another person tell you what you can put in your body and what you can't put in your body if you are free? <laughs> and what I'm it is, is, it's not so much that you're smoking the weed, too, is you using Federal Reserve notes to buy it with. If you oh. are not using Federal the Federal Reserve, so you got to look at the statutes are used as um, cross-indexing amounts in order to, whip, to uh, draft, uh, to extract private credit from each and one of us to, uh, to transfer it into the public. That's what statutes are for. That's why they call them revenue agents and things of that nature. The Federal Reserve is behind all of this because we're using what? Federal Reserve notes, which is not real money. It's colorable money. So we can't have a real court system because there's no real money. There's no real money. So they have to have a colorable court system. And that is operating. That's why it's not operating under Article 3, which is our common law courts. It's operating on Article oh. 1, Section 8, Clause 9 of the Constitution. Which are the which is the political branch of government. The political branches are the executive and legislative branches of government. They are the political. So when you're in the court, say it's a political question. It's solely within the jurisdiction of Congress or solely within the jurisdiction of the executive. They saying it's a political question, and the courts will not address a political question. The reason the courts will not address a political question because of what's called separation of powers. Is that under the supremacy clause in the Constitution? It's not a supremacy clause. It's one of the principles, seven principles of the Constitution. One of them is separation of powers. Each of the individual branches of government cannot interfere with the other branch of government. That's why you see Trump right. bucking. People say, well, Donald Trump, he's doing oh, Donald Trump, you know, it's, it's called checks and balances. If they can pass a law. He don't have to enforce it. Like, I'm not enforcing that shit. And then they have to go yeah, to that's that's how they check they form a check on everybody and then they got to go to the Supreme Court the Supreme Court res- resolve the dispute but but this is the the political machinations that they use they're always using checks and balances on each other because that's how the executive forms a check on the legislative and then the legislative forms a check on the executive uh, uh, it takes two thirds of a vote to pass a bill okay and then they give it to the president he can sign it but if you don't want to sign it it can go back to Congress. Okay, I'm sorry, they didn't have to have two-thirds of the vote. I'm sorry, if the bill goes back to Congress, two-thirds of a vote will get the bill passed anyway, without the president. You don't even have to sign it in the law. So the real power in the United States of America is Congress. But they right, keep right. your attention on the president, making him pay me. He, right. He's the bad guy. Instead of you looking at these two senators that you keep signing, uh, sending up on Capitol Hill, these house, these representatives, and each one of your these are people you need to be looking at because they are we're their constituency. They're supposed to be up there doing our will, not their own motherfucking thing. Right, right, right. Okay, right. so now That's child support. How do we get to child support? Okay, well, in the you got something called the um um. A child, when a child is being taken care of by the state, it is like a, uh, it's um, damn, what is the name of that? I'll think of it in a minute. But the child is a burden on the state, and it's it's your offspring, okay? It's your offspring, you know, okay? And you got to think like this is, you know, you brought the child into the world. You shot 777 million sperm cells into the woman. I don't care if he was drunk. I don't care if she tricked you. I don't care if the rubber broke or whatever. One thing my mama told me, and I lived by this, my mama told me this. She said, if you can't have a baby baby by that woman, don't you sleep with her. So I only sleep with women that I know if I got the potential to get her pregnant, 
I'd already resigned in my mind. And y'all men know what I'm talking about. Y'all know that woman you see, you know, she give me that, and I'm going to get her ass pregnant. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, y'all be intentionally getting some of these women pregnant and then some of you unintentionally. But you should be only sleeping with women or a woman that you know that if you get her pregnant, hey, okay, this is cool. But we don't live in that kind of world or anything, I understand. But there is a responsibility on your shoulders, and that is what the state is looking at. Okay? You did this. Now, this woman has invoked the authority of the state. Okay? The state is bankrupt. They don't have any uh, standing to put a claim on anybody. So what they make are called colorable claims. They're colorable claims. They're making a colorable claim against you. Okay? That can be satisfied with colorable money. Okay? Fiction and real don't mix. The fiction and real, everything in their world is a fiction. So you can create a negotiable instrument and satisfy that. Now, what is the procedure for that? The procedure for that is first, okay, with the secure party. Go ahead. That's what I was saying. You know, I respect you a lot, and I kind of get mixed up with some of the videos. Maybe I'm not listening to them in order like I should be, but... Right. I mean, I'm in the fighting mode because all of it is lies, and they just like, well, I'm not doing something right because they ain't paying me no attention, this and that. I had a contract. So how y'all going to just knock my stuff out the way and come in here and um, take over some stuff? See, when she told, she told y'all to did whatever she did, she forgot to mention about that contract, and that's cool. But what about all the receipts and bank and money orders and checks and stuff? Oh, that, that don't mean nothing. That's a gift. I don't mean nothing, child support. You might as well hang that up. I don't mean nothing. Right. All right. I don't mean nothing. That means nothing. You can hang that up. That's a gift. Okay. But uh, right. the thing is, is that, you know, it's a debt collection. Now, here's the thing. The concern of the child should be the primary, your primary concern. If you have to pay it child is. support, okay, you can discharge a debt. Okay. This is why you set up everything with the Treasury Department. Okay. The first step of your, of your secure party, okay, I want you to pay attention. You're going to do a check in the commercial chamber to make sure you have no liens against you. That's the same thing that the bank does when they do a title search. Before the bank will put a lien against the house, they're going to make sure that they have the first position because the first priority position is the one that is secure. That's what they call you a secured party. A secured party is the one that has the first lien position. Right. Okay. So so for you to be a secure, okay, for you to be a secure party. Go ahead. But for, for you to be a secure party, you need the first lien position against your property. So the first step in the secure party process is you are establishing, okay, that you have a priority interest in all of your property. And for all of you who want to say, well, you know, any lawyer looking or something like that, just go to OCGA 17111 where it says when you're found guilty of something, they put a lien against all your property. Well, how are you putting a lien against my property and I can't put a lien against it? But you can put a lien against all my property. In the fiction. Equality, equality under the law is mandatory. Right. Whatever you can do, I can do too. All right? Yeah. All right. So the thing is, the thing is, is that so you're going to get all your collateral, which is your property. Your your child is your property. Your name is your property. Uh, they're trying wow. to tell you it's not. They say you can't copyright your name. It's not a copyright. It's called a common law copyright, first of all. Right. Common law copyright. Right. All right. You using my name in commerce, you making money off of my name. All right, without my permission. 
but I haven't given you permission. And but this also gets into where you have to sign stuff too. You can't sign stuff with you know, you have to qualify your signature when you sign things. But the reason why you you're gonna do step one, check and make sure ain't no liens against it. All right. Step two, okay, you're gonna file a UCC one. A UCC one is just a notice. It's a notice to the world. You're gonna have also you're gonna fill out a security agreement first. You're establishing a security agreement with between you and your straw man. Okay, they say, well, you can't contract with yourself. You're not contracting with yourself. The straw man can't write for itself. So you have to write for him. This 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 right. artificial entity, kind of just like a corporation. Uh, you know, Microsoft can't can't come to court and sign no documents. The state of Georgia can't motherfucking sign no documents. The United States can't sign no documents. But every time I look around, God damn it, you got the United States versus my name in all caps. And tell, then tell, sit down and tell me I got a right to, uh, to to face my accuser, but my accuser's name on the goddamn paper is a damn fictional entity. But I'm crazy. I'm the one that's crazy. Thank I ain't making no you, sense. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what are you talking about? You motherfuckers are crazy. You are caught up in a game of make-believe. Y'all made up all that bullshit, okay? You crazy motherfuckers. We and you forcing us to play this game. Stop trying to act like we the ones that's crazy and everything. Y'all the ones that's crazy. So you say the United States got a claim against me. Under the Sixth Amendment, I got a right to face my accuser. Okay, hey, so. I don't know. I my face missing here. The, hit the thing, I had to come back to you. So I missed probably about seven seconds of what you were saying. <laughs> I was just. I, I, I was just, uh, I was just, uh, I was just. Uh, yeah, I you uh, about the UCPs and stuff. I'm just, I was yeah. just, I was, I was, yeah, I was just raving. Okay, so let me keep going. So you're gonna, you're gonna have your UCC one and security agreement in first place first. Uh, you're gonna make sure you have a, 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 your birth certificate, original copy. The birth certificate number is a is a unique number. Each time you get issued a birth certificate, every copy of a birth certificate has a unique number on it. Okay, that unique number identifies the fact that you are the holder in due course of that particular document. Okay, you're going to make a copy of it. I like to make certified copies of it. I have a notary do it for me. And I'm going to send that to the Treasury Department. I'm letting the Treasury Department know that I'm the holder in due course, that I am the real living soul. I went and got a copy of my birth certificate that they, that they have put into commerce. I'm giving them notice that whatever they've been doing with my, uh, without my permission, through some sort of presumption or assumption, making money off my name, trading securities and doing all kinds of shit in my name and everything. I want them to cease and desist that. I'm demonstrating to them that I am more than confident enough to handle my own commercial affairs because if the government is going out and making a bond with my name, that's slavery. Right. You're slavery. You're making me a bond servant. You're making me responsible for the national debt. And the national debt is not on the people of the United States of America. That is the United States debt. That's not the United States of America's debt. The national debt ain't for the republic. The national debt is for the democracy, for that corporate. That's a corporate debt. Right. Are you forcing we the people to pay for your incompetency? I'm happy. That's what it amounts to in my land. You got $22 trillion in debt, and you trying to come down on other people? Y'all the most incompetent motherfuckers in business. And you got to start thinking about that. 
Who are you sending up there on Capitol Hill? A lot of those people, man, they just talk good. They're not good businessmen. They just want to go up there, have sex with little boys, uh, do what they told and everything. A lot of them people, man, that's in government, they ain't qualified to be in government. No. Oh. Oh, They ain't qualified to be there. Judges, too. There's some judges like that, too. They ain't qualified to be up there. You, you, the only way you're going to find it out, though, is you start hitting them with questions. You got to start hitting them right. with questions. If, I, see, if you don't ever question nothing they do, you'll never find out. The only way you're going to find out, you start asking them questions. Start hitting them with some questions and everything. They're like, you know, they're like hmm. Like, damn, nigga, you, you don't know this? You know, X, Y, Z, you know, I don't even know this shit, you know. But. I'm between this hey. <laughs> hey, man, I tell is. you, I'm so glad I got a hold of you now because you just answered the question before it even came out my mouth because I was wondering, did I mess up? I sent off from a passport in February, but I sent, I thought I was enhancing it by sending the authenticated birth certificate. Now this come down, I still ain't got my passport. So I'm like, well, dang, can I send a copy to the treasury with myself? You know, is it well, man, it, well, that doesn't mean, no, nah, I mean, I don't know how long it takes. I mean, you got right now, we're in the middle of a pandemic. It might be taking a while to do a lot of things, you know. I can't say, right. you know, that you're talking about a bureaucracy in the midst of a, of a crisis. I mean, they already move slow and everything's fine. You know what I'm saying? So I can't, I can't say why. I can't answer why nothing has come back from the government. You know, I get those questions sometimes. I've had, hell, it took me, my UCC1, the very first one I did, I thought, I, thought, I thought it would never come back. I think it came back like in four or five months. I got my green card back. So, I mean, you know, it's, I, I thought, I just said, man, I just went into a black hole. It didn't come back. When it came in the mail, I had forgotten all about it, and it came in the mail. So that's what I'm saying. That's right. my own experience. I can't say when, when something's going to happen or, if, or whether or not it's going to happen or not. They gonna, they'll get in touch with you, especially if you sent something certified mail and you got proof that you sent it. You know, anytime you send well, something the- to them, you should have some type of proof that you sent it to them. I got the receipts and stuff in the application. You know, I did it through the post. You got it. You sent it. You sent a certified mail with a green card, and then use an affidavit of mailing from a notary. And see, let me just say something else to everyone. Okay, you get a better response, like especially banks and mortgage companies. I'm gonna use that, them as an example. Okay, if you just write them a letter, they may ignore you. Write them a letter, certified mail with an affidavit of mailing, and see those every time you get a response citing. The Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. I just resolved an issue I had with a rental company. I'm gonna I'm tell you what happened. I did when I'm, I got Airbnbs. So in my Airbnbs, to furnish my Airbnbs, I use 90 days same as cash. Okay, I don't spend any money. I got good credit. I go to the furniture store, or Wayfair, or uh, or something like that, and I'm using 90 days same as cash. I get my beds. I get my dresses, I get whatever, and furnish the place, the Airbnb. Okay, and I let the Airbnb, the money I make from my Airbnb, pay for the furniture in the first three months. Okay, I usually recoup my money in two months or whatever, but I always pay it off before 90 days. When this pandemic hit and a lot of stuff hit, I kind of forgot and lost track of my um, of what I, of what I was doing. And so I got um, this merchant. Merchant Preferred Services is the name of the company. Merchant Preferred Services is the name of the company. And what happened was, so I think the furniture, everything I bought cost like $3,500 or something like that. It was like $3,500. 
Okay, I was right. paying every month. It ended up I paid like I think twenty eight hundred dollars on it, and then it went past the ninety days. When it went past the ninety days, they had a clause kicked in, and it went from uh, me owing just seven hundred dollars left to fifty five hundred dollars. So they wanted fifty five hundred dollars on top of the twenty eight hundred dollars I already paid, and the furniture was only worth thirty five hundred dollars. Now, there was a clause in the contract that said specifically that, hey, you know, if you want to give the furniture back, you can. Now, I went to the Better Business Bureau website. You can do administrative processes at the Better Business Bureau's website as well. I hope you all know that. But um, I'm at the Better Business Bureau website, and I'm reading all of the uh, all the comments, and, and I'm seeing that everybody's talking about this company, how dirty they are, uh, just, just dragging them and everything. Well, one thing I noticed, not a single person read the contract because they weren't a dirty company. They said exactly what they're going to do in the contract, and you signed the motherfucking contract. Right. Okay, so I signed one. So I read, I took the time, I read in, I usually didn't, I usually blow through the contract, and I say I'm paying this shit off for 90 days. But I made this one error one time and didn't read the contract myself. So now I'm looking at the contract. I'm reading the contract, and I'm seeing in, in uh, Section 2 it says, after your 90 days, if you want to give the furniture back, you can. And no penalty, no obligation will come pick it up. So I said, okay. I said, why would I pay you motherfuckers another $6,000 for some furniture when I can go give this shit back to you and just go buy this shit for $3,500 brand new? That don't make any fucking sense. So just do another 90 days to somebody else. If you think I'm going to give you another $5,500 for this furniture, you are a damn fool. Because that, that don't make no sense, no, no which way I'm looking at it. So I called him up on the phone. I said, hey, look, I want to uh, execute this clause in this contract. I want you to come and pick this furniture up. He said, they, not come because of the, they say because of the coronavirus, we can't come and pick the furniture up. I said, let me tell you something. You got a contract. That contract don't say nothing about no coronavirus. There's nothing in here that says something that if some type of pandemic occurs or something like that, that y'all will be able to wiggle your way out of this. You're going to come and pick this furniture up. Or what's going to happen, because after I done notified you today, I'm charging you $100 for storage every day. Because you got this is commerce. It go both ways. I said, I'm charging you $100 for storage every day that you hold this furniture. So there's a brother on there. He cussing me out. You know, he's like, nigga, do whatever. We ain't coming to pick it up. And if you don't pay it, we're going to put it on your credit. You know how he talk? He's talking real slick and jazzy to me. I said, all right. I said, let me get your name. I know you ain't got to give me your last name. Let me get your name. So I get off the phone. If, uh, the first thing I do, I start hunting down all the CEOs, all the execs in the company and everything. Because I'm not talking to peons no more. I, the peon don't understand. I can't do nothing to the peon. I can't put a lien on the peon. The peon can't bind the corporation. Why am I going to waste time getting into an argument with the peon that's answering the phone? Okay? Okay? I'm going to go talk to the boss. You see, because when I go to court, the person I'm hailing in the court is the CEO. I'm a CEO of a company. He's a CEO of a company. I don't give a fuck if you have a billion-dollar company and I only have a $100,000 company. We're both CEOs. So he's bringing his ass into court. Okay, so I'm saying, okay, so I'm like, okay, I see what you're saying. So I get down, I type a letter, a certified letter. I can't type it up. Do, 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 do. Let me see if I got it right here. I'm going to read it to y'all. Let me read, let me, let me see if I got the letter right here. I'm going to read it to you, what I sent to them and everything. All right, see if I got the letter. 
Rip. Hey, is all your uh, is all your stuff still up on your your uh uh, uh secure file website or just like period like those Say letters, what? like those letters? Uh, damn, I can't think of the name of them. Shit. I mean, everything I still ain't taking nothing down. But okay, uh, uh, let me let me just go ahead and just finish this story. I, I'll read the yeah, letter later. All right, so the letter, so I sent him a letter. I sent him a letter. Okay, I sent a certified mail with an affidavit of mailing, and I sent it to their all their CEOs in their email, and I also sent it to them in the mail. Okay, and then I put then I posted a copy of the letter on the Better Business Bureau website because they the Better Business Bureau is going to send them a notice. All right, so I I sent it in those three places. They responded immediately. Okay, and then they say, well, you know, you need to pay X, Y, and Z. I said, I'm not paying. I said, okay. I said, and then I, then I posted on Better Business Bureau. Due to their non-response, they have agreed tacitly to $100 a day right, for, uh, for this furniture. So they owe me right now $1,400 because they tried to say I, I owe them $500. I counterclaimed it. I said, okay, you owe $500. You owe me $1,400. And I have everything right. documented because if you're going to put a lien on someone, you have to give what? Notices, UCC 1-202. What constitutes a notice? And that's why I'm using the Better Business Bureau. Because the Better Business Bureau is going to give them motherfuckers a notice and let them know. And they're going to serve as a witness. So I got the Better Business Bureau as a witness, certified mail as a witness, and a notary as a witness. I got three witnesses that y'all got notice. So right. now my next step is I'm going to put a lien on your ass. I said, I also put in the letter that you agreed that I can file a UCC1 with a security agreement for this $1,400 and levy against your property. They had a motherfucking attorney call me straight from, uh, from the company. Say, nah, nah, we're not even going to get into all of that. Uh, we'll settle. We're, we're just going to settle for you. Uh, forget all the $1,500. If you just pay the balance of it, we'll, we'll, we'll just squash you. And that's what I did. I said, okay, I agreed to that. And just paid it because I didn't want to go shop for new furniture. I got to move all that furniture out of my damn apartment. I got everything and do all this type of stuff. It's going to cost me a lot of money. It's going to cost me just $500 just to settle everything. That's what he did. But he got on it quick. He just wanted to reach an agreement, and which is all I wanted. I just wanted an agreement. I didn't want any money from you or anything like that. I just want to look. I just want to pay off this furniture and keep going with my business. But you're turning it into something else, especially how you talk to me, how your employee talked to me. Talking about, okay, we got coronavirus. I don't give a fuck about coronavirus. Damn, uh, the damn uh, 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 utility company don't give a fuck about coronavirus. The gas company don't care about it. The mortgage companies don't care about it. The credit card companies don't care about it. Why should I care about it? All those motherfuckers still want their money. You don't hear them say nothing. They will see you say, well, we care about coronavirus, but you still need to pay this bill, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they still want their yeah. money. So I want mine too. Right. Equality under the right. law is mandatory. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. What goes around comes yep. around. Yep. Okay. So but, the um, thing about it is, the thing about it is, so you are notifying the Treasury Department. You're putting a bond on deposit. I just want you to think of a bank account. Okay. The Treasury Department is a bank. Okay. A bank account is something that has a number associated with it. In this case, your bank account, fuck all that secret TDA account and all that shit, is your registered mail number. Your registered mail number evidences that they are holding your bond because they signed for it. 
They have it in their possession. They are the holder. You are the holder in due course of that. Why? Because when you read the bond, it tells you after 30 years, they got to return it. They got to cancel the bond and send it back to you after 30 years. That's the holder. Due, right. the, everything returns to the holder in due course. Like they used to give you your checks back. Same thing. No difference. So it's a 30-year term on this bond. At the end of 30 years, you got to give it back. Okay, and they're holding it. It's a $2 billion bond, $100 million bond, whatever. Let's say $100 million. Why is it $100 million? Nobody can tell you how much your labor is worth. Jeff Bezos is might going to be the first trillionaire. Right. Nobody can tell you right. what you're worth. Nobody can tell you what your future label is worth. That's why they got a minimum they got a, uh, what is the minimum, what is it called when people make the minimum, uh, minimum wage. I don't even know what that is. They got a minimum oh. wage, but you don't hear nobody talk about maximum wage. Okay, so when you get this bond on deposit with the, with the bank, which is the Treasury Department, i.e. the Treasury Department, you're making a deposit. Think of like you're putting a check in an account. The account number is your registered mail number. The registered mail number is proof. It is a unique number. It's like a tracking number, like a QSIP number. A QSIP number is Committee on Uniform Securities Identification Process. Okay, it's used to track instruments, securities. So your bond is a, a, a registered security because what? It's collateralized through your labor. And they can say what the fuck they want. Your labor is worth everything because human beings are the one to give labor to anything on this planet. Not gold, not silver, not oil, not nothing. Human beings. Because we decide what we're going to do with all of these natural resources. Right. Human ingenuity is the most valuable thing on this planet. Don't let them right. try to tell you anything different. Ideas. Right. Okay, so I'm putting a lien on my intellectual property, my labor, my 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 children, the issue, my name, everything that you're trying to use to make money off of me and then turn around and trying to make me in a circle. You're supposed to be the goddamn public servant. <laughs> hey, I see you. I see you. <laughs> Okay, 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 so okay, I'm okay. I'm leaning I'm I'm leaning all of this up, and this is what I'm saying because they try to make it seem like it's not crazy. This information didn't we didn't make this information. This shit came from judges and people on the inside. Anybody who reads this can clearly see and understand that ain't nobody in the general public revealed this information. Nope. I got a dude who I talked to in Philadelphia. I met. He had a UCC one filed in 1968. And he said, I said, how did you find out this information back then? He said, some Jews told him. Uh-huh. Yeah. So don't come and talk about some type of freemen. And all, that's bullshit. That's all red herrings. That's all stuff that don't have anything to do with anything. I, I didn't look at this stuff. It don't come from, I didn't make up not a single thing on this. I don't even, even the documentation I give you, I didn't make any of it up. I don't use any documentation I made because I didn't make up any of this. I'm not the creator of any of this. A lot of other people are trying to create something. I didn't create this. This was around a long time before I came. I'm just another person in a long chain of gurus who's coming to tell you something. It's going to be somebody after me. I'm not the person. I didn't create none of this. None of it. I discovered it just like you did. Okay. But I understand the process. I took the time to read. I took the time to understand how to do it and why you're doing it and what is going on. 
And it, all you have and to do is what, visualize a bank, a bank. The Treasury Department is a bank. You write, you have to have some money in the bank. You go to the bank, you make a deposit first. You open up a bank account. Is how much money are you put in this account to open it up? $100. Okay, fine. Now I can write a check against that $100. Same thing with the Treasury Department. How much you open in this account up with the Treasury Department? It's a private account. It's not a public account. It's a private account. I'm, I'm using $100 million. Fine. We're going to take it. Okay, you agree that the retention of this bond, you agree to the terms of it. And I'm going to give you 30 days to decide whether or not you want to return it to me. If you don't return it to me, you agree to the tenor of what's on the face of this bond. You got it in your possession. And trust me, they use those bonds. Because they bankrupt. Why would they not use them? Okay? So you got this bond. So after 30 days, now I'm writing instruments. I'm writing a three-party instrument, which is a bill of exchange. A bill of exchange is a three-party instrument. Okay. So, All right. So yeah, now you got the you got it. I mean, they keep it, ain't it? So you can start doing. You can you can do the instruments if they keep it. That's exactly I mean, correct. And you got to claim. And you got to. Well, the first thing is you got to claim on it because before you sent the bond to the Treasury Department, you put it on a UCC one. That calls claims on an instrument. That's UCC three dash three o. UCC three. UCC three dash. Was it five oh five? Don't worry about it. I'll find it. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Um, I I uh, I just got one quick question, man. I don't want to hold the flow, but um, you see, three has three oh six. Go ahead. Yeah, I can just send uh the certified copies with the you know the notary thing on it saying okay, this is a certified copy, the true copies of the real or whatever. The sense may be, like I said, uh, certified copies to who? Who you who you sending them to? To who? Um, who you sending them to? Well, actually, you get certified copies from the court. They're not exactly, I would say, if they're more, if they're what are you getting certified? They're certified. What do you, wait a minute. What are what are you what are you getting a certi- what are you getting a certified copy of? First of all, from the court, the birth a certified birth copy birth of what? The whole process, the birth certificate, the authentication certificate from the state and the government. I mean, why I why are you putting that why are you putting that in the court for? For what? You you put no, all I'm that in the court? No, no, no. That's huh? what I was gonna send off to the Treasury the uh Oh, okay. I got you. You do, yeah. You do want certified copies of all your documentation, and you want to put it in a safe and have it in a safe place. In particular, the bond. Okay, and you want to send that off to the Treasury Department and give them ninety days. All right, and that's what you're letting it cure for ninety days. I'm sorry, not ninety days, sixty days. All right, because you're giving them sixty days to uh, get back with you and giving them. And then after that sixty days, yeah, you have a right to write an instrument because there's an agreement. Okay, it's the law of agreement. Silence is acquiescence. You didn't say it, but I mean, has anybody read the bond? Let me read this bond to you. Uh, well, you see, let me be disrespectful, man. I've been on here a while. I don't want to hold up the other people. No, man. you good. Now, this is this this is this is this is a very good this is a very good thing. Uh, not everybody need to hear this. Because I want people to read these bonds and everything. Because people don't read this stuff. They like you know. Well, what about X, Y, and Z and uh, you know, all of this stuff. Now, you're not being disrespectful. Uh, this is something I want to talk about. You know, you know if you want to hang up, you can hang up. I'm still going to talk about it. Okay? It's about how do we discharge debt. Okay, let's see. What is this bond? Let me get out away from all the shit it says. This fraudulent. This is fraudulent. 
Look, here's a bond. You need to go on. You need to get on the internet, put in bond, and look at pictures of bond. It's been all day. Just put in bond. Just put in bond on your page, and then spend the rest of the day reading bond. Right. Okay. Just I'm gonna do that. All right, just read them. I think this is it right here. Let me see. Okay, here's one. This says uh, this is Internal Revenue Service. Now this is a this is a promissory note. Registered bond. Yeah, it's a promissory note. Let me see. It is. Yeah, registered bond for set off. There it is, right here. This is an old one. I just picked it up off the internet. I'm just gonna read it. I'm just gonna read it. Oh, does that social account have to be closed? Say what? Does that social account have to be closed or it can be open? A closed account just means when you say closed account, yeah, you know, you're not using it anymore. Closed means it's closed for, uh, for for debits and credits, but it remains open for offsetting adjustments, which is what we're doing. We're offsetting and adjusting debt. Okay? That's what, that's what right. closed account means. Somebody go and look up closed accounts so you can understand that. Okay, that means you're not going to be using it anymore. So that so you shouldn't be. If you're going to be private, the very first thing you should stop doing is using that social security number. So I'm, t- I'm telling you. Yeah, you can you can you can do a you know you can do the revocation on the so on the social security number. You know you can send in the form for it. But the thing about it is they they whole position going to be okay. We'll stop using it. It don't make no sense for you to revoke a social security number. You still want to use it. That'll make no sense. No, I just wanted to make right. sure that it didn't affect the process. No, I don't affect the process anything like that. You got you, when you, you when it, the Social Security account numbers don't go anywhere. They're not going to go anywhere. It's going to be right there. All right. So, like right here, it says, please deposit this bond to an account bearing the United States Postal Registered Mail number for future identification purposes, and to be used as a set-off account against any bills, taxes, or claims, and the like against your name. Or any bills, taxes, or claims against your cap, all caps name, debtor, your name, secure party, blah, 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 blah. Please adjust any bills, taxes, or claims and the like against my name, blah, 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 at the post location. Uh, let me see. Let me go on. Okay. The United States Department of Treasury shall 30 days from the date of receipt of this bond as witnessed by the date of receipt affixed to the U.S. Po- uh, post Office International Mail Receipt to dishonor this bond by returning this bond to the principal with an explanation of all deficiencies at the stipulated mailing address by non-domestic post. Failure to return the bond as stated shall constitute acceptance and honoring of this bond. The associated transactions and presentments in accordance with law by and whoever the Secretary of Treasury is and the United States Department of Treasury to all the terms and conditions contained therein. This bond should be ledgered as an asset as best suits the needs of the undersigned principal. Uh, this bond expires at the moment. John Henry Doe expires. Boy, we're prohibited by law. Now, this is a different old bond order on this one. Mine gives a 30-year. Mine is better. I just found this on the Internet. Mine has a 30-year term, and it, uh, it, uh, it terminates at the end of 30 years, which it needs to have a termination date on it. But you can see when you read the bond, you really you're establishing a trust relationship. That's why they call it a UCC contract trust account. It's a contract. Right. Private people use contracts. So that's why you're contracting with the Treasury Department in your private capacity. You're, you're making an offer to you. Here, here's a bond for $100 million. The windfall from this bond, all the interest on it, you can use for your benefit. However, the principal off this bond, I'm going to be using for offsetting adjustment of, of public obligation. Because this is private credit that is being used. I'm tendering to you. 
This is not public credit. It's not going through the ABA Association or anything like that. It's private. Right. It's a private relationship right. I'm having with them. So they they've already sold. When I want to discharge debt, I need to send it to the Treasury Department. The tra- and that's why when you give a negotiable instrument to someone, there are instructions on them to go to the uh, TTNL Department of their bank, tra- uh, Title T- Treasury and Loan Department of their bank, because they have a window to the Treasury Department, and the Treasury Department should have received a notice that you're going to be using your credit for this purpose. Okay, and and that's it. That's the process. You know, that's the price banking. It ain't nothing but banking. It's private banking. You're keeping everything private. Okay? You're sending them a private notice. Hey, look, I'm going to use my private credit to pay this debt. But the only thing you the only problem you run into is you run into, first of all, ignorant people in the public who don't understand commerce, who are used to doing business a certain way, who are used to only receiving Federal Reserve notes. Federal Reserve notes ain't nothing but slave paper. They want you to use something they can track. That's why. What do you think they're doing now? They're trying to get rid of Federal Reserve notes and lock all y'all ass in to some sort of electronic currency. And finally, they put some sort of chip on your motherfucking body. So if you don't agree to do what they want you to do, they can turn that damn chip off and lock you out of their society. It's control. Right. It's not a free market society. We had a free society. We were banking. We were doing business with each other without their interference. And that ain't got all in our yeah. business. I heard also that they're going to have it where it's just, there's just only going to be a few companies, Walmart, uh, what is that other place, that membership place, and uh, Amazon yeah. and some other places. You can see it happening. You can see it happening. Right. They're, trying to, they're trying to narrow everything down and control it, centralize everything and be in control. This is about control. And you right. are fighting for freedom. Like, that's what we represent. We represent freedom. We represent, yes, you're not going to control me because I'm a sovereign individual. Okay, that sovereignty is something that was placed on me by the creator of the balanced universe. It is nothing for another man. I don't give a fuck what another man says. Are y'all not sovereign? Man, fuck you. How the hell are you going to tell me you're not sovereign, you piece of shit? Who are you? You're a man came out of a pussy just like me. How the fuck are you going to tell me what my status is? Right. That's it. You got it on the head. First of all, you got a fine motherfucker that got the balls to say that. They have so trained, you know. <laughs> a program, man. Anyway. Program. Yeah, anyway, that's it, brother. I just wanted to get an explanation with you on the line. Appreciate the call. Let me go to the next call. Thank you. All Appreciate right. it. <laughs> all right, peace, God. Peace. Let me get back to the phone lines real quick. 254-2991. What's on your mind? I'm on the line. Hey, what's happening? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> hey, first and foremost, I would like to thank you because I'm finally back in the damn group. Okay, good, good. You got in. All right, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You good in? I know you so, called me twice. I'm like, you ain't in yet? All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to, uh, I wanted to kind of talk about, uh, Notice. So right. this is this is my issue, and it kind of is close to home, but it's also a little ignorance too. So I'm gonna make a long story real quick. So I'm gonna miss a bunch of parts. So of course I'm from Texas, but 
Well, I live in Texas. Uh-huh. I'm from South Carolina. So I'm back in South Carolina because my mother allegedly had the COVID-19. So I was telling uh-huh. her, I was like, hey, mom, you know, you got to eat good. You know, you got diabetes. You got high blood pressure. Right. You got uh, heart issues. You got uh, 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 you overweight. Your your blood sugar, what they call it, sugar. Your sugar ain't right. You know, you got to get all these things good. So, lo and behold, she done went to the hospital because her blood sugar dropped, and now she done end up on a damn ventilator. You know what I'm saying? So the whole time I'm in Texas, I'm like, hey. Don't let them put my mom on no ventilator. Don't let them put no mom on Somebody mama. got thirty eight. $38,000. Exactly. So, and that's why I was trying to explain to them, like, the hospital in it for the business. Like, you got your little Medicare, Medicaid, whatever that is, but it is a benefit. So, when the, when they diagnose you with COVID, they're going to get paid. When they put you on the ventilator, they're going to get paid even more. So, now they're trying to kick out. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, that ain't even gonna work like that. So she got she got a house in her name. The house was supposed to be my brother and whatnot. So I'm down here and I'm like, hey, you know, you, do you know how to do an eviction process? And you know, my brother he a hood nigga, so he likes we gonna go down there and whip that nigga ass to kick him out. I'm like, dog, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right. hey, dog, bro, it don't work like that. So we got to call the sheriff, go down there, give him notice. I'm trying to tell them, you know, we give them X amount of days because of South Carolina code annotated and all that good. He's like, I don't want to hear none of that. I said, don't worry about it. I'll take care of that. You know, so I just want to talk about that little notice and, you know, you know, just chop it up with you a little bit, you know. Okay. It's a little no. It's a little notice. Well, I'm going to give them a notice. So I'm going to draw up a little word document notice. Along with the code. anytime you put in anytime anytime you put anything in writing, you're going to get a better response than just making a phone call or calling anybody. When you put it in writing, yeah. when you reduce something to writing, okay, a conflict has to be reduced to writing. Okay, that's the ten maximum of commercial law. Okay, and then you got to get proper notice. Okay, a person has to receive some sort of reasonable notice. This is why you have to have proof of notice. This is why you use registered or certified mail, and you also use a notary. The notary is attesting to the contents of the correspondence. Because when you mail something certified, all it is is just evidence that something got mailed. It doesn't evidence what got mailed. The notary attests to what got mailed. And she's also going to be the one that's going to put it in the mailbox. You are not going to mail anything. The notary is going to mail it for you. So she's going to be your witness that this document got mailed. I put it in the mail for this particular person. Okay, and that's all the notary is doing. They're not involved in any other contents of the correspondence, anything. They just evidence. This is how you start getting the correct responses. What you're going to start noticing from when you're doing business with other people and everything, they'll blow you off. They'll tell you all you're crazy and everything until you start writing them down letters correctly and start putting, giving them the notices. Then you will get the right response. So, yeah, yeah you should, if you want to give them a, if, yeah, if you're going to write them and find out who is the, um, the person responsible at the hospital, write the highest you know, if it's the CEO or whomever, and that's who I always correspond with, I'm writing the CEO. And I'm doing the administrative process because he's the one that can bind the corporation. The employees can't bind anything. You know, you sit there arguing with nurses and doctors, and, you know, I don't argue with them. It's the hospital I'm going after. I'm going after the right. hospital, okay? All right, who is, who is that? I'm looking it up because everybody's in public records. 
I'm gonna go to the uh, I'm gonna go to the uh, uh, the Secretary of State's office, look up their corporation, try to find out who the CEO is, who's a responsible party, who can bind the corporation, find out his address, he had a home address or something like that, put up a letter, tell him my my what I want, give him an opportunity to make me whole, and then tell him what the consequences are if he's violating my private rights. And how much money it's yeah. going to cost him daily? Because everything is commercial. You know, I say, okay, well, yeah. you know, if you want to keep doing X, Y, and Z, it's going to cost you five thousand dollars a day. Then you're going to get some type of response. Yeah, I'm cool. I, I know. I know. The, oh, you're going to get a response process. if you do it right. Yeah, I know. The you're going to get a response. I'm in there. I'm in there like swimming with a bowling deal. I just, I just want to chop it up with you and take out the back in the goddamn room. And I got a. Uh, I got a video I want to make, but I don't really know how to do it, and I I ain't with my mind. Ain't really <laughs> focus on that right now. But there's, a, there's a video. Go ahead. Now I was gonna say, just use the cell phone. But go ahead. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, that works too. But there's a video with Roland Martin, and Roland Martin is talking to this chief of police, and her name is I want to say C.J. Green, but it's C.J. Stuff. But mm-hmm. as he's talking to her, and she's a black woman, but the whole time he had a conversation with this word, with this woman, she used nothing but commercial terms. So if I see that, I'm going to post it in the group. But she was saying, like, okay. yes, you know, in our, in our organization, you know, when it comes down to this, you know, we have our agents. She used nothing but commercial terms the whole time. But Roland Martin didn't know what was going on. He just wanted to talk about racism and how uh Yeah, he wanted to talk about racism. How white cops killing black people and then you came on, you talk about yeah, the Trump the Trump saying, Yeah, you know, well, more white people dying, but they don't want to hear shit about that. You know, let's fuck that. We the victim. Let's play the victim, you know, so Well, you know, first people like that. They don't, you got to understand, Roland Martin, all those guys, they're smart guys. They're, not, they're intelligent, but none of them have been taught natural law. Okay? It's natural law. So, you know, when I'm thinking the position I'm coming from is a natural law principle, and one of the natural laws is the thing you think about all the time, you, you bring into your space. So if you're going to keep talking about racism, if you're going to keep talking about white supremacy, if you're going to keep, you ain't doing nothing but strengthening those things. Because whatever you pay attention to grows. One of the best shows on TV that really taught me something was American Gods. And the premise of that show is, the premise of that show is for a god with Odin and all of those gods, the old gods. You know, it was a war between the old gods and the new gods, the social media gods and the old gods, like Odin, you know, Thor and you know, Ishtar and all these people, you know, the African gods, all them. So you have the old and new gods. And the premise and is often what makes the Huh? And a Nancy. That was my favorite one, Nancy. Right. The spider god. The premise behind the premise behind it, what makes a god powerful or what gives a god its existence is worshipers. Right. So how many people are paying attention to you? So that is what it was. These new social media guys are becoming powerful because more people are now worshiping social media than the old gods. And that's what the social media guys are telling them, like, y'all old, blah, 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 you know, 
So there's a new, so it's about attention. Now that goes right in line with the esoteric principle that, you know, whatever you pay attention to, you create. The mind is what creates things. So if you're visualizing something, okay, the mind is creating it. And so these gods, these entities that are being created in the spiritual world, you are creating it. Um, you can find uh, information that talks about that, like a different elemental. You know, you have fire elements, uh, fire elementals, uh, water ele- elementals, earth, air. You have different names in different cultures and so forth. But each one of these um, different intelligences that exist in these elements only have that one element. But they're looking at you, the human being, as the God force because you have all the elements in you. All the elements. Right. You are the creator. You're the master. And people don't want want you to realize that you are the master over your life. But people try to say, okay, we need to fight for equality. No, what you need to do is you need to start focusing on the solution and not on not on the problem. Focusing on the problem only not, only strengthens the problem. Not the effect. Yeah, man, because I've been hearing, you know, they like, well, you know, don't worry about it. She's going to be all right. We just put it in the good Lord hands. No, what she should have been doing is what I told her, like, if it don't come from God, if it don't grow from the ground, don't eat it. Stop eating them chitlins. Stop eating them hog moths. Stop eating them neck bones. You ingesting blood. Like, okay, maybe once in a while it's an okay thing. But you ain't doing nothing but harming your body. Once your body get to a certain level, like your body, your body balance is so far off that your sugar just doing whatever it wants to do. But once you find that balance, it's called harmony, and you won't have to worry about nothing. You don't your your hair turn gray because it lacks nutrients. So once you like when I came at my grandma said she ate it. I said grandma, we gonna get us a juice. I'm gonna teach you how to juice whatever. You make sure you drink a little bit of this juice because she don't like to eat. So okay, you can still get your nutrients from the juice, but it's fresh you from can. God, from the earth. Yeah. You have to yeah. replenish the uh, the body with elements, with nutrients that come from the ground, and only plants can extract uh, nutrients from the ground. Um, you know, uh, you can't eat dirt directly and get the nutrients. So, you know, the nutrients come through the plants. And then even when you eat the animals, you're getting secondhand nutrients because the animals are eating the plants, and then you eat the animals. Or, you know, right. you know that's what you really have with the cow, you know. The nutrients, you go directly to the source instead of having a middleman. The cow is like a middleman to the nutrients. So, yes, you know, you need to, you know, when you start concerned with health, a good book um, to read would be The Miracle of Fasting. And I have another book that I'm reading right now that's put out by the Bragg family. It is The Miracle of Water, of drinking water. And uh, water is, um, I have increased my water intake. um, And I can't tell you how it is just the energy levels have gone up in my body. And all those aches and pains and everything that was starting to creep on me just went away just drinking more water. Just drink more water. Most people are right. dehydrated. There's a video right. on the Internet called You're Not Sick, You're Thirsty. And also, do you know that water keeps viruses away? This, this is the thing that I'm trying to tell them, but, but they've given all their inner power away to, 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 to Jesus. And I'm like, and I try to explain all this, but they look at me like, oh, yeah, you're just a non-believer. You don't know what you're talking about. But I tell them, I say, man, I was I was blind in my right eye. The reason I became 
knowledgeable on this because I was blind and I ran across Dr. Fabi a couple years ago before he died and I started doing the research and I said, okay, what's the worst that's going to happen? I'm still not going to be able to see. I can see again. Hold on, hold on. Let me address something. Hold on, I got to address something in the chat room. All rights reserved without prejudice at Ramon. Because something I've been getting deep in his recordings, was he successful or was it never proven? You can't prove when you set off a debt. You can always tell when a person is new. I can I can bring in tomorrow. I can bring in my my car is paid for. Got title to my car. Release a lien on my car. I'm gonna bring it in. I'm gonna bring you in an administrative process. I want you to tell me right now whether you can prove me showing you this paperwork that I set off my debt with a promissory note or whether or not I just paid cash for it. See, you can always tell the new people. They easy to get tricked and shit. You know, that's what, what people was doing. They were like, here's proof. I set off this debt. And people run, they spend money and do stuff like this. I ain't going to pretend with you. It's going to be hard for you to set off debt because you're fighting with them banks. And I'll give you plenty, plenty of stories. And, and let me just say this. It ain't about setting off debt and dealing with, um, like, cars and houses. That's that shit y'all want to do. I came in this as a criminal justice system. And, yes, I got 60 years off of it. Don't come talking to me about proof and all that shit. I've been doing this a long time. You can't prove a motherfucking thing and none of this shit. You can't prove it. You can't prove it. I set off a $500,000 house or something like that. I can't prove it because they don't give you the proof like that. They don't give you the proof like that. They're, not, they're never going to do that because it's just like what he's trying to do right now. If you can bring it on a, a, show, a show like this and show it to everybody, everybody going to run through the door and try to do it. It's common motherfucking sense. So if you don't, so let me, so let me just speak to him again. Where's the dudes? So if you know, if you're looking for a proof, you know, it's just like in the Bible says. The Bible says, it says, what does it say in the Bible? It says a person looking for a sign. What's that Bible? And I began to really understand this right here. Seeking a sign. It's talking about seeking a sign, a person seeking a sign. Where is it? Pharisees that came out. What is it right? The Pharisees, scribes, crowds of people, grand races. That's it right here. Luke eleven twenty nine. This generation is a wicked generation. It seeks for a sign, and yet no sign will be given to it but the sign of Jonah. And that's just what it is. You know, I was just talking to somebody there on the phone. Yeah, you know, I was telling him, I was telling him, you know, we were having a discussion, and I said, you know what, you can't. It's, I said, this is like the devil. It's like people believe in the devil. They ain't never seen the devil before. There are a lot of people believe in, in the devil. And then some people don't believe in the devil. But then when you meet the devil, let's say you're sitting in your room by yourself, and the devil comes in, you know, like the one y'all imagine with pitchforks, have a horn and red tail. He comes in and he sit down and start talking to you. Say, yeah, you know, you know, hey, that's like um, watching you and everything like that. And he have a conversation. He tell you about your life, how you been watching, and then he leaves. So now I run out and I start telling everybody I met the devil. And then this person right here, this person right here, what's his name? What, what, what is his name right here? Go back to this person. Where he at? Where's this person at? And I, I and let me just do this. I'm offering this person. I'm gonna let you call in. You can speak to me. 
You don't have to put you don't have to put nothing in the chat room. You can speak directly to me. All rights reserved without prejudice. All right. Phone number is four two four two 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 fifty two fifty. Just tell me what four what digits did you got on the phone you want to put on the phone. You call in right now. Because, see, I done been experienced in this. I done been through the back of the Social Security card. I done watched other groups of dudes say they discharge debt and then make a whole lot of money when people come in. They show you they discharge their car, their house, or something like that, and everybody start rushing to them, and start, they start charging $1,000, 2000 $2,500, and people are paid, and they get all that money. I don't do that. I charge you $39, $59, $89. Counsel anytime you want. That's another thing. When you join my, my SPC University, the first thing you do is you go to the account section, you watch the video, okay? It shows you how to counsel your account because I'm tired of you motherfuckers contacting me, acting like I'm trying to steal something <laughs> from you because you didn't build every fucking month, okay? There's a switch on there. All you got to do is push that button. It can either pause or counsel your account. Ain't no way in hell I can reactivate your account once you counsel it with PayPal or Stripe. So they didn't put that on me. When I came into this game, people were charging down $3,500 for a secure party. It's $89. Yeah, you could, oh, 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 somebody, well, I forgot almost the donation button. Yeah, let me put, let me make them damn people in the damn chat room pissed off and shit. Yusuf L19 is my cash app. They don't like that shit. They were like, why is y'all hey. listening to this nigga? Cash app. And then my PayPal is is paypal.me forward slash Yusuf L. That's my PayPal, all right? But anyway, that's the thing about it and everything. I've been doing this for years. I've seen it. You ain't going to really – You ain't. I can tell y'all stories and everything. You ain't going to really – the thing that I use it for is criminal. Not of y'all trying to get free shit. It ain't nothing free. There's nothing in the universe that is free. The best thing you can do is, is pay for it with a credit card and discharge the credit card. I'm going to just tell you all a little secret like that. If you really just want to, you know, do things, you got you to gotta work the system. They're not going to let you tear down the system. Me coming on the public telling this many people, they're not going to let you tear down the system. You're trying to tear down the system. You're trying not to work, not to pay for nothing, not to do anything. Okay, Money follows the same principle as electricity. It has to keep flowing. And Federal Reserve notes is just a symbol of money. I wish I would stop talking about Federal Reserve notes. That's why the people, I guarantee you, everybody who in this comment section who be down in money or talking about somebody getting money, a Federal Reserve notes, their ass is broke. Money's not coming to you because you don't have the right attitude about money. You broke. They are broke ass, I'm trying to tell you. Because you have never heard nobody with money talk negative about money. And money is whatever you decide it is. Federal Reserve notes is just a medium of exchange is one form of money. So where does it do that? Hold on. I'm trying to see if he's on there. He's going to come on here and everything. Okay, while you look for that, I'm going to talk a little bit. So one, I just applied for a new credit card today from Navy Federal. They got me a new, brand new $20,000 credit card today. Because that's what I do when I get sad. I go get some money. Uh, so that's what I you should do. It like if you want to discharge, if you should discharge some debt, you should get one of them no name credit cards, one of them no name ass credit cards, and everything. Then 
get get credit on that, pay off whatever debt that you got, and then discharge your credit card. Because yeah. the reason you're going to receive a fight from, um, like, anything that got collateral back by, because possession is nine-tenths of the law. So let's talk about a car for a second. You discharge a car, I tell you this, do this right now. Fill out a promissory note. Send it to your, your your dealership or whoever got the lien on your car and tell them this is for full satisfaction of the car. They immediately finna try to get that car. They immediately coming to get it. Because they and then they're gonna tell you that well you sent us this this instrument. Yeah, I sent you that instrument. Because they're gonna try to take possession of the car. They're gonna try to get possession. So if you're gonna discharge a car, the best thing to do is put that car up somewhere where nobody can get it because they can't violate um uh the peace, disturb the peace. And even if they come get the car and you can get in it, call the police. All the police are going to get there and make sure there's no disturbance of the peace. They can't get involved because it's civil. And you and whoever trying to repossess your car. But they're going to try to get the car. They're going to try to get the collateral. The reason it's easier for a house is because they got to go through more with a house. And all you have to do to make sure in a house is that your payments are current. And you do it within 30 days because with a house, it's not as easy. And then you got to file a lawsuit. I have to bring somebody on, on, on here and attest to some shit. But I don't do that. And that's why this person's in there. Well, he ain't never did that. So I don't do that because I'm not, because I already know it's not, that's a waste of time. That's a waste you of time. You let the law, you let, you let the law speak for you. If the law says you can do it, then do it. Whether somebody accepts it or not, that's why in the UCC they have a whole section for enforcement. You got to learn how to enforce your process. Say what? Yeah. I'm looking for him. Hold oh. on. Okay, so let me let me let me finish my story. So so what I did was I tried to give it to them how they how how they would be willing to accept it. And I'm saying, okay. You sick, you, your body is 70% water, you need to clean that 70% out so you can only have 30% of bad stuff in you, which 30% right. of 100 really ain't bad at all. So I said what they did in the Bible, and they, they know I don't really believe in God like they believe in God, so they try to doubt me. So I said, go to the Bible. Did, didn't Michael do a fast in the Bible? How long did Michael fast in the Bible? What did Michael yeah. do to fast? In? Like, you don't have to believe me. If you believe you believe in God, you believe the Bible, just do what God and the Bible tell you to do, and you'll be all right. Just just fast. But, they, you know, we had yesterday, we had uh, rib, chicken, neck, <laughs> collard greens, yam. You got to take care of your health. You gotta take care of your health. But hey, man, look, let me let me let me get off. I got I gotta answer some more of these calls, okay? I got a whole bunch right. of people in line and want to talk and everything. All right, bro. All right, bro. Love I appreciate it. Look, I want to I want to talk a little bit more about secure party process. Okay. This is what you gotta understand. Okay. It ain't easy. It's not easy. It ain't for everybody. I need to repeat that. This is not for everybody. Okay, you only when a person who says it didn't work, that's because that person gave up or that person asked them to show you their process. Okay, ask them, do they understand the process? Ninety percent of the people, they don't even understand the process. 
They trying to do stuff. I have a lady right now calling me every day. She's trying to get in court and do something. She just found out about this about a week ago, and she's trying to go in court with it because she's trying to save her house. And I didn't told her no. I said, look, you, you just learned this. I, and what are you trying to do? She's trying to get me to show her to put together a negotiable instrument so she can give to these people to save her house. And she just found out about this about a week or two ago. That's 90% of the people that you see. If you tell these people, and if you, since you follow me on it, I tell them, you have to study this for about three years. You're going to have to fight. First time I fought, I fought 31 months learning. I'm not making no pretend, pretending about something being easy. It is not fucking easy. And they're not going to give you any proof. Even on your criminal case, they're not going to give you no proof. They're not going to give you proof. It don't work like that. It doesn't. Only the people who've been through it understand what I'm saying. There's a language of silence. There's the things like that. They are experts. Let me put it like this in the court. And I'm going to use the court as, as, as an example. What amazed me, this is what amazed me. Okay, when I first found out about this, I was like everybody else. I'm like, okay, okay, you know what? What? You, you know, they're talking about uh, gold fringes on flags and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, what? what? Gold fringe on a flag? What are, you, what are you talking about? You know, um, it's an admiralty court. And I'm like, what does that mean? Admiralty? What is it? It's all a fiction. What does fiction mean? Legal fiction? What, is, what the fuck are you talking about? Same type thing. So I just kept listening and listening and listening. And slowly it began. When I had my first case, an attorney told me this. He told me. He told me when he found out what I was doing, he was one of the most transparent attorneys I ever had. He said, um, he said, uh, you know, he said, he said, we can deal with people like you. It's the angry ones we can't deal with. And he went in and basically started letting me know, hey, you know, we know what you're doing. And you're using it to defend yourself, and it's okay. Okay, another judge, first house I have a discharge, told me this in open court. He said, um, "How I went in court? I'm just going. I'm just going. I'm just, and he, he's a transparent judge. I came in with a with a with a. I think I I had a. Uh, I, don't, I can't remember if it was a promissory note or a bill of exchange. I can't remember. But most likely it was a bill of exchange. And he held it up. He said. This is a worthless piece of paper. Y'all probably heard that before. And I said, excuse me, judge, but that's not for you to determine. That is for counsel to take that back to his client, and they can return it to me with evidence of a defect from a qualified third party and allow me an opportunity to cure any deficiencies or defects in this instrument. Absent that, sir, I consider this matter settled and closed. And this is what he told me. He said, he said you know they ain't going to follow you down that rabbit hole. He said, you know how this game goes. Y'all going to keep going back and forth, okay? He's going to try to get you to do what he wants you to do, and you're going to try to get him to do what you want to do. And that's the game. And that's why a lot of y'all ain't successful, because y'all get tired out. They tire y'all ass out, because it's called commercial belly. It's the commerce of war. You are at war. And a lot of y'all, the reason don't work for you, because you think you're just going to give it somebody the instrument, and it's going to work that first time out the door or something like that. And that's why you see I don't talk about it that much. You don't see me on here talking about discharging debt a lot. You don't see me talk about it. I just tell you to put, do your secure party and do whatever like that. I give you the fundamentals. I don't talk about it. Because a lot of y'all have the wrong idea about things because you don't have any experience. You got the wrong idea. You think this is supposed to be easy. Ain't shit easy about this. 
Ain't nothing easy about any of this. You got people who are trying to put you into slavery, and they're using commerce to do it. And a lot of the stuff, if you just read it, is common sense. You shouldn't be wanting any validation or anything about it. The bond that is in, like here in Georgia, give you all another example. We got Title 18. Debtor and creditor. When you go to Title 18, I'm going to put this in the chat room so y'all can follow along with me. I want y'all to follow along with me. I want y'all to follow along with me if you're watching. Okay, there's a link in the chat room. All right, that link, click on that. All right, when you click on that link, it's going to take you to Justia. It's creditor and debtor. I want you to go to Chapter 2 where it says creditor and debtor relations, and then click on general provisions. And then click on 1821, creation of a creditor-debtor relationship. And it says, whenever one person, by contract or by law, is liable and bound to pay to another an amount of money, certain or uncertain, the relation of debtor and creditor exists before them. So if somebody owes somebody some money, it's a debtor and creditor relationship. If money is involved and somebody owes another person, whether it's certain or uncertain in the amount, so we have debtor and creditor law that's going to apply. Debtor and creditor law. So there's some sort of debt that is involved. Okay, when we back out, let's back out again, and let's go to attachment proceedings in Chapter 3. Okay, in General Provisions, Article 1, and you go down to where it says OCGA 18.3.10, bond requirements. And this right here is the language of a replevin bond because a replevin bond was something under the common law that if you want to attach property, you had to give to the sheriff and that bond had to be twice the amount of whatever the property was. So they don't call it a replevin bond in here. They say no writ of attachment. A writ of attachment is a warrant for an arrest. No writ of attachment shall issue unless accompanied by a bond with good security condition to pay the defendant all costs and damages that he may sustain in consequence of the issuance of the writ of attachment in the event that the amount claimed to be due was not due. Now, attorneys have to be bonded. That's what their bar card number represents. Everybody in the public is bonded. There's a bond on everybody in the public. There's a public hazard bond. Because if you damage me, I got to be able to be in hold in some kind of way. Does that not make sense? Am I saying something wrong? Is, there, is anybody working in the public and listening right now? Am I saying something wrong? Am I saying something wrong? Am I saying something wrong? Okay. It's a commercial system. So let me just say this. Somebody says it don't work. Well, show me something. I didn't looked at every process that came out. Don't none of them fucking work if you want to use that definition. I ain't seen not, not, not nothing. I ain't seen. Show me something. I'm going to take off my glasses. Show me something that somebody has came out with that works across the board for everybody. I'll stop doing what I'm doing right now, and I'll do that. Because the only other option you got is go get you an attorney. And they got a they got a ninety nine percent conviction rate. And as far as the debt collectors and everything, seventy five to eighty percent of them making money off everybody because they collecting debts off everybody. So what's your alternative? Show me a good alternative. I ain't seen nothing. I've been doing this fifteen years. You show me something, okay? Because if a person have a process, then all you have to do is just do step by step what they say, and it's gonna work. 
There's going to be a line around the goddamn building. That dude is going to be a billionaire. And all he got to do is charge about probably $100 for it. And he's going to get rich. Because it works every time for everybody. Show me anything. Show me something. Somebody come on here and show me something. Show me something I've never seen before. Show me something. I didn't listen to, I don't care how, I didn't listen to dudes talking about going and get a, um, um, uh, a declaratory judgment, which is was part of that was in creditors in their bonds. That wasn't nothing new. He got that on a default. It was a default declaratory judgment. Somebody didn't answer. Okay, I didn't heard all these damn processes. I the uh, the do not detain list, getting the passport, uh, ecclesiastical depot. Claiming your nationality. Hell, I go on, I can go on the case files right now, pull up a hundred damn more cases with none of that work claiming nationality. But am I gonna am I going to down nationality? No, I'm not, because you know why I'm not downing nationality, not working in court? Because I understand how evil these motherfuckers are. Because for it to work, that would be that would be saying that you got honest people working in there, but you don't have honest people working in there. So that's why you know what I'm doing now? I'm putting together a video to show you how to put liens on motherfuckers. That's what's coming next. I ain't do that for a long time because people abuse it. But now is the time for you to learn how to do it because that's what you got to fight back. That's what you got to fight back with. You got to fight back in commercially in a private capacity. You got to take they, you got to take their property. You got to fuck up their credit cards. You got to do things like that because you're not dealing with uh, honorable individuals. You're not. You're not dealing with honor, honorable individuals. So that would be like that would be like saying, well, that didn't work in court. Well, it didn't work in court because you got a corrupt court system. These are cash register courts you're going against. When you give a negotiable instrument to somebody, they ain't got it. They don't. What says they have to take it? There's a provision in the UCC. It's called discharge. Let me just show people things. Discharge. Was it court and satisfaction by use of an instrument? I wonder do y'all read this stuff? It's under the UCC, UCC 3-311. Court and satisfaction by year. Let me put the link in, in the chat room so y'all can follow me. And they got this thing called recontracting. Nobody ever talks about that. It's recontracting. Like you do something and then they recontract with you. And it makes whatever you just did null and void. Recontracted. And 90% of y'all fall for that, you know, is how it didn't work. But he recontracted with you. You know, you got to know the rules to the game. You got to learn about recontracting. So on the UCC3, right here, according to satisfaction, let's read it. If a person against whom a claim is asserted proves that, one, that the person in good faith tendered an instrument to the claimant as full satisfaction of the claim, and two, the amount of the claim was unliquidated or subject to a bona fide dispute, and three, the claimant obtained the payment of the instrument. The following subsections apply. Unless B, unless subsection C applies, the claim is discharged. Person against whom the claim is asserted proves that the instrument or an accompanying written communication contained a conspicuous statement to the effect that the instrument was tendered as full satisfaction of the claim. And C, subsection C, D, a claim is not discharged. Okay, so here we go. What makes it not discharged? A claim is not discharged under subsection B if either of the following applies. One, the claimant, if an organization proves that, one, 
Within a reasonable time before the tender, the claimant sent a conspicuous statement to the person against whom the claim is asserted that communications concerning disputed debts, including an instrument tendered as full satisfaction of a debt, are to be sent to a designated person, office, or place, and two, the instrument or accompanying communication was not received by the designated person. That's why if you're going to do a mortgage, the first thing you've got to ask is for a payoff statement. That payoff statement is going to tell you where it's supposed to be sent, who's supposed to get it. So that's going to satisfy number one. Because you just send something somewhere, and they say, and they send you say, okay, all payments got to be sent to this spot right here, okay? So you ask for a payoff, a thirty day payoff. Number two, the claimant, whether or not an organization proves that within ninety days after payment of the instrument, the claimant tendered repayment of the amount of the instrument to the person against who the claim is asserted. So they can get you to send some more money. No, should not discharge within ninety days. So when you, if I'm going to you start a reserve notes within 90 days, you send me a negotiable instrument, I'm going to write you and say, no, it's some bullshit. You need to send us federal reserve notes. There it is right there in writing in the instructions. Won't you read the UCC instead of running around talking about what don't work? It don't work because 90% of y'all, ain't none of y'all read the UCC. You're running around just running your mouth. Anyway, let me go back to the call. 615-0260, Tennessee. Tennessee? Tennessee. Oh, wait a oh, Did I get it? Oh, wait a minute. It didn't, it didn't come through yet. Hold on. Okay, six one five oh two six oh your mic's open. Hold on, did I do something? Six one five area code oh two six oh. I guess not. Two six zero forty eight seventy. Hello. Yeah, you on the air? Hey, what's up, man? Appreciate me. appreciate you taking the call. Uh, what's going on, man? You did, you answer a lot of questions, man. <laughs> this has been a good show, but uh, <laughs> I got a <laughs> I got a question about uh the DSC eleven form. I'm just wondering. Uh, I know a lot of people are getting them. And they saying they're coming back with like a five star, four star, three star. What is that? What, what's the asterisk about? I don't. You know, I have no idea what the stars mean. That would just be. Totally I've heard people try to give explanations of it. I ain't even. I don't even try to explain it. I, I have no idea. How would How would anybody know? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like I don't know. Why? Well, I don't know. I don't know what it means. Right. It's an internal <laughs> thing. You know, if I had connections to somebody that worked inside of government that would pass me the information, I would. I don't know what it means. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And another question, if I wanted to use my Moorish name on that, would I have to do, could I do like a common law na- name change or do I have to go through the court? No, you have to do a legal name change because you, you have to do a legal name change. You cannot do a common law name change. You do a legal right, name right. change. You're working. That is in the public. Okay, that's in the public. The public is different from the private. Okay, in the public, you you know you have to they have legal. That's a legal name. 
So if you're going to change that legal name and put it on a legal passport, something that's issued by the mm-hmm. federal government, that's to be something that's recognized in their system. All right, so you right. just can't change your name on a whim. I'm I'm using this name now and go get a passport. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, I can't okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, all right, man. Like I said, I had a lot of questions, but shit, you didn't answer all of them, man. This been this been a good ass show, and I appreciate it, man. So I'm gonna let uh, let the lines up. Appreciate it, man. Okay, I appreciate, appreciate, appreciate it, appreciate it. All right, let me go back to the phone lines. Five one two five 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 one. Peace to the gods. What's going on, Mr. Yusuf? Hey, what's happening, man? What's going on? <coughs> I can't call it. <clears throat> I'm over here fighting this, uh, I don't know what to call it. This, uh, pandemic you got, this, you got the Rona. You got that Rona. You, you, if you cough, you got the Rona. You got that Rona, man. That might my mask at. It might be coming through the, uh, <laughs> coming through the phone. Hey, nah, been, go ahead. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's been a rough month, man, because, yeah, um, I'm a nurse, and I work in home health and everything like that. And somehow, some way, okay. one of the patient's families came in and got exposed, and he exposed a couple of nurses. And I've been out of work um, ever since and really can't go back to work. Cause, Let me ask you a no, question. How do y'all? How do how do they make the how do they make a determination that somebody got coronavirus? Well, right now how, they're, how using that? That, that P, they're using that PCR test, which some say doesn't really give you the quite you know the results, the real results. Well, if you um, had, if you had, if, if it, isn't it the same? Isn't it the same as influenza? Um, yeah, it's 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 related to influenza and a couple other viruses. I mean. We we all so know that influenza. Not, so there have been about four hundred to five hundred thousand cases. People dying of influenza every year. So are those COVID nineteen cases be mixed in with these influenza cases? Yeah, actually, yes. There was something I was watching earlier today that was talking about how they they get the numbers now. They have this new bubble of if you've been near somebody who was COVID affected and you present with one or two of the symptoms that they say um, is COVID-related, they can count you as a COVID case. So that's how they get these, these astronomical numbers where they jump from like, okay, we had 60,000 cases. Now we've got another 20,000 cases in a day because the uh, okay, so guidelines. Which, what, 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 what is the symptom of having COVID? What is the symptom of having COVID? Well, there's, there's, there's several. So they, and, they, they mirror, and the funny thing about it, when you look at them, they mirror um, the signs and symptoms of flu, the body aches, the fever, the temperature, the nausea, the diarrhea, um, difficulty breathing, and um, the congestion. Now, in my particular case, I don't have the headaches. I mean, I have a headache, no fever. I have the shortness of breath, and I got the cough. But when I got that tested, like a, that's in the like, can you have all those? What, those sound like common cold symptoms. Now you're starting to get it. <laughs> Now you're getting it. Now you get this is, and this is why, and this is why they can report those numbers the way that they do because they mirror the common cold and the flu so much. But if you notice, like I tell anybody, because I I, I got to stop arguing with people on Facebook and whatnot, is they can produce all these numbers of how the, they expect they can reproduce uh, how many deaths they have. But I say, what is the recovery rate? And nobody posts the recovery rate. Because the recovery rates are somewhere between, last time I checked, were between like 95 and 97, 98% recovery. 
yeah, which yeah. is really, really good. So, so but they don't want to do that. To me, that just means you just got sick and you felt better. I mean, it's like, what is the, well, I don't, I'm not understanding what is the, the paranoia around it because people have been kept catching viruses. And I remember I caught a, 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 I don't know if it was called or what it was, but about a year, year and a half, two years ago, I got real sick. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't, you know, I don't get sick often, but I think I ate something. I think this was in some food. Uh, the first symptom was I got real tired. I wanted to lay down. I didn't throw up or anything like that, but I got a fever too. And I got, and I was real mm-hmm. sick. And I stayed in bed. I stayed in bed all day, and then the next day stayed in all bed, and then it went. It passed by, and I was back to normal. Everything was cool. I'm not understanding if they have a 98 percent recovery rate. What is the 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 seriousness of this virus? And I'm seeing doctors coming on left and right now, talking about this is bullshit. You know, basically, essentially saying that. But what is it? I'm, I'm trying to figure out why, why are they saying it's so deadly. You got a 98% recovery rate, then how does that make this some sort of pandemic? How does it make it deadly if it's not killing people? Um, because they're not they're, they're It goes back to a lot of stuff you've always you already hit on. You got to look at the reporters, look at the news agencies, agencies, and who they're all connected with. What is their one tying theme that we don't have to go in, into in exact words, but you know what I'm talking about that brings these guys all together. And how does that benefit that group the most? Because it goes back to something you were talking uh, with a couple callers um, ago, talking about making people serfs, slaves, you know. And that's where this is going to with the chip and the man ties in. Because Bill Gates has already got the uh, patent on there for for a chip that's supposed to control our money. So now they're talking about, you know, if you don't get the immunization that's supposed to come out that hasn't had – a triple-blind placebo test yet, but they're already in the third phase of this immunization that are about to roll out, which they all have patents on. So it's a big money scheme on top of that. And now they're talking about pushing all these things out, and they're getting to going to get to a point where there'll never be another normal as we know it unless you get this vaccine, vaccination, meaning that you got to get this chip, meaning that you got to have this thing to say, hey, you've been vaccinated, so you can walk around in the stores with no mask on or participate in their system, you know, without, without certain. Well, that, and, 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 that's, and that's what, and that's what it is, is their system. So they are creating a system of control where, Hey, if you want to be a part of our system, then you gotta, you gotta do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to tell you something, man. This is something that I was thinking about. I, um, I'm going to talk about reptilians for a second. You know, reptilians don't like human beings that have been vaccinated. And I'm wondering, sometimes I'll be wondering, I'll say, are they trying to, like, I know it's a twist, but I wonder sometimes, like, are they protecting human beings from these reptilians? Yeah, you know, I'm going to do a show on that on that particular topic. It's a real interesting topic because I've been doing a lot of research on reptilians. And this has been an underlying um, conversation and some corners about what's going on with all this, too. Are we, you know, is it, because a lot of these people, I don't know if they people or not, you know what I'm saying? And it's another conversation, <laughs> but it's like, if you've been, if you've been vaccinated, it's something wrong with your blood. Your blood is tainted and it is something that is an anathema to certain other entities because you, your blood has been tainted in a certain kind of way. They can tell you've been vaccinated. 
and I don't know what is being put in it or whatever. But I would say this. I will go as far to say this. I feel like they are absolved from any liability with these vaccinations. I have a problem with that. The, the vaccination right. companies, the pharmaceutical companies, everybody who's administering it, they have no liability. Now, who is liable? How can you have no liability? Who's liable? Well, that, if people get sick and start dying, you, who's liable? Well, you have to go back and blame your wonderful, if you believe in it, elected officials because they have allowed through lobbying to generate laws to basically make the pharmaceutical companies um, Teflon Dons in a case because it's, it's rare that you can actually get through and sue them. I mean, for, for example, my daughter was uh, injured through immunizations. So uh, my daughter, she's 19 now, and I have a son that's 16, oh, 15. And she got her MMR around age 10. Prior to that, she was an right. honorable AB student, son, same thing. She got the MMR. Shortly thereafter, she started having uh, what was called absent seizures. So she would, like, kind of have a little tick, and she would black, you know, mentally black out, but she wouldn't pass out or anything like that. Then it started progressively getting worse and worse and worse until the point where she has full-blown grandma seizures. And Mm. all this didn't start happening until she had MMR, I mean, the MMR immunization. Now, mind you, nobody on her mother's side or my side have had anybody in the family with epilepsy or any sort of things like that. Um, And because of that immunization, we saw uh, a change in her in the sense that um, even though she's 19, her maturity-wise, she's somewhere around about like 13, 14-ish, give or take. Um, and there were some developmental delays that went along with that after the immunization. And because of that, I had to pull my son out of that stuff and get in. You know, I'm in Texas, so we can go ahead and get those right. after get our children out of immunizations. And he can get immunizations when he gets older, but he can get one at a time and allow his body to adjust it. And I would recommend that to any parent, especially with these things, because there's no need to immunize a child uh, when they have, when they, when their body doesn't have the ability to seroconvert those immunizations because it's something that's going to help them. Like um, I know you've, I've, I've seen you talk several times about the Hep V um, immunization when a child comes out the womb. And I'm totally against that as well. I'm not anti-vax. I'm just saying I'm just anti-giving these kids that don't make no sense to me, man. Uh, something that delicate, as soon as they come into the world, you got to stick a needle in their arm. That don't make no sense to me. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. I'm sorry. It don't make no sense. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, and it doesn't. And it's for a reason. I mean, it, there's a purpose behind it that we're not privy to as of yet. But it, it, it's all going to come to the light soon. It will. I think it blocks. I think they're looking for the indigo children. I think there, there are certain children being born that they are looking for. Um, mm-hmm. And I think they are trying to um, block um, certain uh, certain children from coming into the world. Cause I think that what we're going to be witnessing next coming very soon, cause I'm just looking at these children is that we're going to start seeing a lot of children with psychic abilities because nature always has a way of offsetting things. Like, you know, people have this tendency to only believe that evil is, will always prevail. Like, okay, they're bringing in right. a new world order. They're giving us vaccinations. They're doing – it's like – it's almost like people just think, like, evil is just all-powerful, and it's like, ain't no, ain't no way we can stop them. They're going to do it. You know, it's like, well, okay. It's like there is an opposing forces in the universe that is just as powerful or more powerful than they are. 
They're not all powerful. They're not omnipotent or anything like that, or omniscient. Okay, so there are other things. There are other forces, and I think nature, okay, responds in kind. I think they're going to be human beings, children, okay, who are going to be born, who are going to be able to access their innate abilities. You know, from a very early age, they're showing you uh, movies about it right now. It's probably people already doing that just don't realize. Yeah. Because exactly. that's the only way I see out of anything. The only way I see out of anything is natural laws. Because you are, in order, because people talk about, well, I'm a sovereign. Well, the only person that, and I'm going to say this, and this is, this is people just listen closely to what I'm going to say. Yes, you are sovereign, but in order to be truly sovereign, you have to have um, total discipline. You can't be a sovereign and not have discipline. And I'm talking about mental discipline. I'm talking about mental discipline. In other words, you can control your mind. You know, uh, Teddy Roosevelt said it uh, best. He said, if you can't control yourself from the uh, inside, you're going to have to be controlled from the outside. But when I'm saying, when I say mental discipline, I'm saying studying the esoteric sciences, when you learn how to control your mind, when you're able to manifest things, when you're able to project things and do certain things with your mind, that's when you become completely sovereign. A a person who is truly sovereign is a person who's in total, has total self-control. That's the best way to yes. say it. You can't be sovereign and don't have no self control. Because if you're not, if you don't have a self control, that means you're being controlled from the outside. You have other external things that are controlling you, so you're not really sovereign. The true definition of sovereignty is a person who's in total control of themselves. Right. Hey. <laughs> think about it. Just think about it. No, you, I want you, you to just no, marinate right, on that. Right. Marinate on that. No, 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 no. You, you're absolutely right because it, it makes me reflect. I don't want to go into detail, but it makes me reflect upon a personal um, situation in my life. And my lack of personal discipline cost me everything. And, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. So, I mean, yeah. And it's a lesson that I teach to my children, you know, hey, I teach them from a standpoint of, yeah. look, look at what I've done. You, you may say I'm doing okay now, but look. I've made these mistakes, and this is what not to do with your life. I'm, I say, I'm a great example of what not to do in a lot of situations. And you can learn from my mistakes. Exactly. And I'm not, I'm not, ashamed, I'm not ashamed of it because my mistake doesn't define who I am. What defines who I am is what I do from that point forward. Well, and I've learned this. Well, mistakes, yeah, that's I'm, exactly right. Mistakes are just ways and failure just ways of guiding you in the right direction, guiding you toward well, your purpose. Let me ask you my quick questions, and I don't want to hold the line because I know people dying. All right, go ahead, go ahead. I've got I've got two quick questions because, like I said before, I'm sick. I can't do my normal job, and I started an EIN with the goal of um, actually starting my own business, either um, adult uh, adult daycare or just you know having some home sitters and stuff like that. But being that the climate is the way it is right now, it's not a good look. Um, so I was also yeah, adult, I've also yeah, become daycare. a notary. Yeah, 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 don't take okay. it. I mean, because you can contract with the state, with the state, and you can make you can make a pretty decent amount of money per head, you know, getting the right facilities and other stuff in place. Um, so I was looking at doing that as well. But um, like I said, I just um, I'm a notary now as well. I'm trying to get different avenues in and trying to make something, you know, throw it against the wall, see what sticks. So my question was, since I really can't go into my um, home care idea. I was wondering would it be best to keep that EIN and then go start an LLC separate as a holding company for my EIN 
and then from from there, um, stop using my Social Security but use my EIN to build my business credit and everything like that. <laughs> well, I don't know about it, or, the necessity of having a holding. I don't know the necessity of having a holding company. You get with a CPA on that, okay? Because you're asking okay. me for sound like some tax advice. That would probably be a better uh, a question of CPA to answer. However, getting the business credit. Now, what was the second part of the question? Getting the business credit? What you? Oh, uh, yeah, the business credit. EIN. I was thinking about using my EIN instead of the social because, te- like I said, I'm in I'm in the nursing field, so technically I'm I don't know if I can use. Well, I, I subcontract with that with that company. I subcontract through um na- na- uh, nursing agency, so I use that as my social when I put it down. Um. So I was wondering, should I continue to go that route versus maybe a CPN? Because I'm trying to get a, I'm trying to get away from the social altogether. Well, a CPN is going to be a CPN my, is going to be for your a CPN going to be for your personal credit. Okay, that's your personal okay. credit. Then you have business credit. Okay, so they're two separate things. You should be working on both of them. You should be working on your personal okay. and business credit, and you should be leaning more towards your business credit than your personal credit, even though. I'm of the firm belief that you need to build up your personal credit because that helps you build up your business credit faster. But um, yeah, I don't, I would definitely get a CPN number and uh, you can use uh, your, e- I'm not sure how you're using your EIN number or whatever, sole but provider. definitely I'm you want to get those. Your soul, your soul. Well, I, I think you need to, I think you need to change, you know, to LLC or at least or an ink or something like that. I don't know if I'd be. I definitely wouldn't be a sole proprietorship. Now you need to get with okay. a CPA, bro. You need to talk to a CPA and somebody who's an expert in that is going to tell you. But I know one thing. I do know. I don't. I know you don't need to be no sole proprietorship because a sole proprietor has all the uh, liabilities. Has all the liabilities. Right. But I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't do that. You know. I converted my LLC to an incorporated. You know, on the advice of my CPA. Get your CPA, man. If you're going to be in business, get your CPA. These people in the public. It's a certified public accountant. That's what they call it, a certified public accountant. Okay, I cannot tell, I cannot diminish the value of having a good CPA. If you're going to do business, then do business. Okay, get you an attorney, get you a CPA. Those are good things to have when you do business. If you're going to do business, set up your business correctly and do the right thing. You know, I don't know where you're at financially, anything like that, but, yeah, if you're going to start off with your personal credit, that's because those are things I do. I, you know, I, I do business. You know, I'm setting up a business. I understand. Let me tell you, let me give you a piece of advice. I started in my house, just in my house, doing webinars. Motherfuckers was mad about that. I'm not, acting, people be acting like you're making millions of dollars. I still don't make millions of dollars today. People still mad about something. I don't know what they're mad about. But I don't even make millions of dollars. Right. I'm like, why are you fucking with me? There's people, on, there's people who talk about these topics that make way more money than me. But they over here for some reason. <laughs> but anyway, um, when I started, I was just doing webinars, and I was just doing it out of my home. Over time, what I began to learn about business, I, I started some Airbnbs, and I did some other stuff, some real estate transactions and things like that is that I couldn't do everything myself. I built the website. I, I built the website. I um, opened a bank account. I answered the phone calls. I um, did the customer service calls. I answered the emails. I, I, I address everything in the Facebook group. I'm, I'm monitoring my AWeber account on my email list. 
I'm doing every fucking thing. I'm, you know, if there's a problem with the website, I'm the technical support on it. I'm everything. Eventually, shit just gets so big that if you don't grow as a business, people are going to start saying that your business is a piece of shit. Yusuf don't answer emails. Yusuf, this is fucking up with the uh, website. Yusuf, and at some point, you got to realize that, you know what? I got to become a business. I got to start delegating stuff to other people. I got to start, I got to get good customer service. Hell, I'm making money now. I got to answer to the tax man. You know, I need a CPA. I need to file my taxes. You had to start doing things the right way when you're in the public. Now, if you're operating totally in the private, it's something totally different. But if you're in the public, if you're doing business effectively, effectively connected with a trader business within the United States, there's going to be a tax obligation that you're going to incur. And you can't say, well, I'm private, I don't have to pay taxes. No, if you're private, then do business with other private entities. But you can't be private and do business with a public entity because the tax obligation originates at the spot where the, in, the uh, transaction occurred, which is in the public. And they're going to have your EIN number because if you're doing business with them, they're going to ask you for one. That's the purpose of getting a 9-8 number. And they're going to report you. So this is about doing business. You know, a lot of us have this aversion, and we look for loopholes and uh, get-rich-quick things and everything. And you talking to a get-rich-quick expert because I was a hustler on the street, okay? But at the right. same time, you can't, you know, at some point in your life, you got to do it the right way. Just take your time and do it the right way. Just do everything the right way, okay, if you're in the public. You know, I think a lot of people get on here, they want me to preach against the public. The public is not evil. Everybody in the public is not evil. There's some good people in the public. The public is just what it is. It's composed of people. It's composed of people who have jobs who are working. They don't understand the private, and they may not respect privacy at times, but there's a public and a private. And they have they're different there's different spheres of operation. So you can't take private information and put it into the public and think you're gonna come into the public and run shit, you know, and do this and do. There are public safety issues. That's their number one. That's their number one concern. Public safety. You know what I'm saying? There are procedures in the public. You know, there are things that you have to follow in the public. Okay, so if you're in the public, okay, follow the rules of the public. We're gonna talk about private is private. A lot of people are mixing public and private. They're mixing public and private. Okay, you can't mix the two, you know. So, yeah, get your CPN number. Stop using that. Definitely stop using that Social Security number. It's a public number. Okay, it is a welfare recipient number. Social Security is a welfare system. They call you a a beneficiary. They call you that shit. (laughs) Beneficiary. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, now, I've been trying to redo some research on this EPN thing. And, you know, if you look it up, all these things pop up. You know, they say it's illegal. Or, you know, they, the more that they say it's not right, the more it makes me curious because, you know, it seems like somebody's trying to hide something. But um, right. where would I go to actually get one? Like, I know I went to the IRS and filed my EIN. Is it the same type of? Deal to get a CPN, or is that something totally different? Or? Y'all email me. People who email me, I send them a link. I'm not putting this board's web. I don't know if you want me to put okay. it. Okay. Um, wait, wait, no, no. Let me see. What is it? What is this website? Is uh, I'm just gonna put. A, I'm gonna put a link in the chat room. He got a website. There's a website called DebtFreeAnswer.com. Boy, this boy's gonna get inundated with stuff. He has a good <laughs> website. He has a website. 
Dead free answer. Tell them, tell them I sent, tell them I sent all y'all over there. Deadfreeanswer.com. I'm put a link in there. There's a good place you can go. I'll, I'll definitely deal with that. And um, yeah, she got a website. Can, she got a website. For a couple months. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> with this nonsense. <laughs> so talk to the yeah. So so don't nobody ask me about no CPNs or nothing no more. Just go right over there <laughs> and talk to them. Okay? Ah, that's funny. Uh, All right. Yes, y'all sir, got me to finally just say it. it. People kept asking me, say it, say it, say it. Who, who do we go to? I'm mean, like, dude, probably called me up, say, man, you saw all these people over here, man, all these damn people calling me and everything. But, I don't know, but you know, it is what it is. But as far as it, you know, them trying to say it's illegal, what they try to do is they try to say, oh, you putting this on your application and everything. Let me tell you like this. I'm just gonna tell you the honest God truth. Pay your bills. If you pay your bills, yeah. they know I ain't gonna fuck with you. Pay your bills on time. The problem is people are abusing it. Okay, they're abusing it. You get in a second opportunity, and they're abusing the process. Don't abuse it. You know, even in any hustle, what separates a good hustler from a bad hustler, a bad hustler is a person that don't respect his hustle. A good hustler, like, you know, if you're selling dope and, you know, you're a bad hustler, you don't respect your hustle if you're selling dope and you're using dope. You're a bad hustler if you selling dope and then you drive with money in the car and you smoking weed. You you you're not a good hustler. You're a bad hustler because there are rules to the game, right? And you follow those rules. You know what I'm saying? Respect your hustle. Don't disrespect your hustle. Everybody has a hustle. When I say hustle, don't be thinking just negative on dope and things like that. Everybody, every business person has a hustle. Every hustle is not a bad thing. I'm looking at hustle right now on my wall. Verb, the only controllable pillar of success. Hustle, the only controllable pillar of success. Hustle. I got another one in here too that says something else. Hustle. I got a couple of them up here in my in my office and everything for hustle. And I'm not talking about hustle as a person that does anything illegal. I'm talking about you know if you you out here hustling and you're trying to make a way for yourself in life. Okay, respect it. Don't just do something and just like, okay, I'll just wait for me to go get a free car and I ain't going to pay for the car and I'm going to drive it until they find it and just give it back to them and go get another number and do it again. That is, that's what you don't do. You don't do those type of things. You know, you've learned how to become responsible with credit. You know, I'm a responsible person when it comes to credit. You know, I try to I pay my bills on time. You know, I don't discharge everything because no, nobody's doing that many administrative processes. I, I got too big in the game to do it that many administrative processes. And none of y'all are going to do that many administrative processes. I challenge anybody to just do 10 administrative processes at the same time. Come back and talk to me. I've done that before. I did 17, 18, and 20 at the same time. Come back and do about 10 at the same time. See if you want to be doing that all the time. And here's the next thing. If you had money, you wouldn't be worried about discharging debt. True. You're only worried about discharging debt because you can't pay your bills. That's just the truth. People who got money ain't thinking about People who got money ain't really on this channel, paying attention to me, because they're not worried about their bills. They understand how money works. And let me, let me, let me, let me preach on that for a second. I'm going to preach on that. Money flows. You know, I think uh, who's uh, Esther Hicks? She said in the vortex. She got this this word she called the vortex. You know, and when you start doing it, you start seeing what it's talking about, like it flows. Okay. So you so anytime 
that you uh, disturb the flow of money, they give you a charge. They give you a charge. Okay. What you have to learn is that, okay, let's say like you're using law of attraction and you need money to pay for something. Like I got a electric bill that needs to be paid. And so it's $180. I don't have the money to pay for it. So you use your powers, you concentrate, you go in the closet, you say, I need this $180. All of a sudden, $180 shows up. Or maybe a credit shows up on your on your utility bill. You know, you never know how the universe is going to send it to you. But let's say that $180 got sent to you. Okay, you got to use that $180 to pay that bill. Not You don't put it in your pocket and say, you know what, I think I'm going to save it. I'm going to let the, the utility bill, I got, you know, it's late, but I can still got another two weeks to pay it. I'm going to hold on to this $180 because something else is going to come my way. No. There's a verse in the Bible that talks about that. There's a verse in the Bible that talks about that. I'm going to give it to you. Was that the uh, three servants? No, it's in Matthew. It is 634. Matthew 634. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. When you read the entire verse of Matthew, Matthew chapter 6, right, you just read the whole chapter, okay, it talks about, let me see, Matthew 6. It says, okay, let's see where it starts. Okay, when else? Okay, but when our prayers be not like therefore the kingdom, give us our daily bread, forgive us our debts, but if you forgive not, then trespass. More when you fast, be not like the hypocrites. Lay not upon yourself treasures on earth, but lay yourself treasures in heaven. Yeah, that's good. Therefore, I say to you, take no... Yeah, okay, right here, twenty six twenty five. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor yet for uh, yet for your body, what you shall put on, is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gain, gain in the, uh, gather in the barn. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking a thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And then which of you, taking a thought, can add one minute to your life? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. That's why I think and grow rich, not work hard and grow rich. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory is not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God do clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink? Wherewell shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek, the people who are lawless. They don't have no law. They don't know natural law. They don't know any laws. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, when you go into Luke 17, 21, it gives you the answer where to seek. It says, look ye not there, never here, but the kingdom of God is in you. Now, I'm bringing that to your attention just to say that it's a lack of faith when if something is delivered to you to take care of this problem and then you don't do it because you're worried about tomorrow. You know, one of the things that I had to learn how to do was eliminate the worry for tomorrow. So I pay the bills as soon as they come in, the day they hit the mailbox, everything, because I got to use my mental energy for other things other than worrying about bills, paying bills. And what, and then this is what you're going to find out. When you start doing that, 
the universe, when you start paying, using your money, what it's meant for, you're going to instantly see it's going to start instantly replenishing itself because you're going to start getting rewarded for your faith. You get rewarded for your faith. So this is why you have to start experimenting with the science of money and how money flows because I get so tired of people, you know, in the chat room who are concerned about how much money I'm making or something like that or, or what I'm doing and everything. I use the science of money. I use, I thought I do this every day. This is why things happen for me and things like that. It don't have anything to do with you or something like that, or me trying to mislead somebody or something like that. You know, people are, you know, you're doing it. It don't have anything to do with that. It's about you. Money will come to you when you start having a good relationship with money. All right, when you understand that it is an energy that flows, all right, and then your finances will start coming together. It flows. You got to let it circulate in and out of your life. It's circulating. It's moving like what? Don't don't hoard money. They got things in there that like the three talents to talk about that hoarding money. They're taking a talent yeah. and burying it. You got punished for it. Okay, you got to understand. I had to and trust me, I was a work in progress with that. I had to start to learn. You know, I say, look, you know, don't worry about this money. It flows in. Money comes. Money goes. It comes and goes. You want more flowing in than flows out. And that's why you have to give because you get it's called the law of tenfold return. When you give, it comes back to you tenfold. And there is a book on that. It's called the law of tenfold return. I read this book, and, it, and y'all hear me talk about it all the time. Law of tenfold return. Here's, it's called seed money. And you should read this book. Because when you give, there's a statement that you make to the universe. And I always make this statement. I always am looking for, like, homeless people to give something to, you know. And it seems like the homeless people, when they pop out, I look in their eyes, and I can tell it's an angel about to test me. You know, I'm, at the, I'm in my car at a stoplight, somebody with a sign. I keep cash on me to give to that person. I'm passing by that person. Little boys, they they they, they, they start selling water. I'm giving it to them because I used to be one of those people out there. I used to sell clothes out the back of a van. What am I looking like <laughs> being a hypocrite? I used to be in the same position that they were in, and they come up and roll up, oh, gee, come on, man, bless me and everything. I'm going to bless them. I'm going to hit them off with something because they're trying to, they're developing a hustle. They're not out there selling dope. They're not out there hitting somebody in the head. They're not out there doing anything. They're trying to make an honest living, and you should stop and give them some fucking money, and it will come back to you. Tenfold. Will you handle that twenty dollar bill? Say this twenty dollar bill is gonna come back to me tenfold. Hand him the twenty dollars. Watch what happens. Why do you think Bill Gates and all them they, they got they all them people and the rich people are always giving, but somehow they're getting richer. They're getting richer. Let me tell you something. Have y'all seen the Bill Gates counter? Let me put this in the chat room. How much, here's the live count of how much Bill Gates, because this is the first thing you should do. The first thing in life you should be doing when you work for yourself is you got to make money every day. You got to figure out how I'm going to make a dollar every day. After you figure out how to make a dollar every day, your next goal is to figure out how you're going to make a dollar every hour. After you figure out how you're going to make a dollar every hour, your next goal is to figure out how you're going to make a dollar every minute. After you figure out how you're going to make a dollar every minute, next you need to figure out how you're going to make a dollar every second. When you're making a dollar every second, you are a billionaire. Let me put you in the chat room with Bill Gates so y'all can see what it looks like to be a billionaire. Okay, here's the link right there. Y'all can click on that. 
is a live counter. And I've been on this website a couple of minutes, and Bill Gates already made $4,700, dollars in a few seconds that I've been on this on this website. He's worth $110 billion. Bill Gates has given away half his goddamn money. How is he still worth $110 billion? He didn't give away shares. He didn't get everything. Why does it seem like the more money he gives away, the more money he gets? How are these people giving away all this money and get it, and it seems like they're getting richer? Anybody got an answer to that? Or he's stealing from people. <laughs> okay. You really think that Bill Gates wants to give y'all immunization so he can make money off of it? Bill Gates got more money than he's going to ever use in his life. This ain't about money for, with Bill Gates. He got more money than he's going to ever use in his life. In, 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 in seven lifetimes. You have to give to receive. The, the the universe abhors a vacuum. And this is what we really need to be talking about other than secure party. Because I got a, a video, or since everybody talking about they going through all my videos, well, I know everybody talked about the video I got on my website when I was talking about the real law, the real, the real, the real remedy. Why nobody, why nobody, why nobody ever like comes on and, you know, you know, admonishes me about that video. I put up, I put, put up a video called the real remedy, you know, where I'm talking about the law of attraction and how, you know, it's like all this is really secondary because really to tell you the truth, it is about you. It's about the energy and what you attract into your life that is the real wealth. You don't even really need to be disconcerned about discharging debt because you're supposed to have anything you want whenever you ask for it, however you want it. Why would you be concerned about any of this if you're using the debt, even if you have a criminal case? I had a case one time that went away, and you know what I did to make the case go away? I did a 21-day fast. I did a 10 one gay guy showed up in the courtroom and said, we don't have no record of this. You'll be amazed at what happens when you fast. You'll be amazed at how fasting supercharges the mind. It supercharges it. Whatever you, you start attracting all that stuff into your life, especially money. Whenever I do a fast, money starts just coming, you know, especially after about, if I make it, make it 10 days, this thing, this influx of money starts just coming, and I wasn't even trying. And that's why you should read the science of getting rich, because it talks about that. It says, how come there are people who worry about money and have a hard time getting money, and there are people who just spend money lavishly and just keep getting money? They just don't care. You know, it's like Jay-Z saying, stop switching four lanes, screaming out the, out the sunroof, money ain't a thing. How come that person seems to keep getting money and this person wants to – do all of this right here has a hard time getting it. Something for you to think about. Money yeah. is an energy. It's an energy. So that's the real, if you just want to talk about the real remedy, okay, the real remedy that'll keep you out of jail, that'll keep things and, and things like that, is that you got to get control of your mind. You got to eliminate all negativity out of your life. All the negative people, if that person is in your ear, is telling you what you can't do, or this or that or that. You got to get away from that person. I had to separate myself from negative people early on. 
I ended up being by myself a lot of times, but they was negative new dudes just want to smoke weed. This nigga want to smoke weed and watch the basketball game and talk shit and, you know, chase hoes and shit. I had to leave that alone. I didn't see myself having a life like that. I wanted to travel. I wanted to explore the countries. I wanted to see things. I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to have a carefree life. I wanted to be comfortable. I didn't want to live life struggling or anything like that. So I read what the rules were, what the rules were for success. And then I had to start implementing it for myself. I had to say, okay, well, look, you know, the first thing, eliminate all negativity. I still battle with that. Sometimes I get pissed off. People, people ask me a question. They'll say, why do you erase comments in the comment section? Because if they're negative, at first they're trying to affect your mind. They're trying to talk shit to you. So it's affecting your mind. And so it's not because I'm afraid of them or anything like that. I understand that, hey, I cannot allow this person is negativity to affect me. So we erase it. And when I erase it, I forget about them within five minutes. I'm on to the next thing. I just eliminate Nine times out of ten, they talk about a fake profile anyway, so I'm going to waste time arguing with a goddamn fiction. I don't even know who the person is. I'm going to spend time arguing with them? That make no sense. Okay. So, so I don't need that negativity. It's that negativity. It's like, no, eliminate that. And then you get a habit of doing it. Just eliminate, just get in the habit of eliminating. As soon as negativity comes in your mind, you do the same thing in your mind. As soon as a, a negative thought comes in your mind, you have an affirmation that pushes it out. I'm whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, I'm honest and happy. I'm whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, I'm honest and happy. I'm in the love of the all, and all love is in me. I'm a part of the all, and the all is a part of me. I'm one with the all, and the all is one with me. I can succeed as a part of the all and fail as an individual. Every minute of every day, millions of dollars flows to me now, instantly, effortlessly, naturally now. Make up your own. Do whatever. Make it in the present tense and the ever now. It's not in the past tense or in the, or in the future tense. It's in the now. And use I am. Declare it. The great I am. Understand that, you know. Those are the things you have to do. You have to practice it. It's a muscle. But the thing is to eliminate negativity because you've got this big ball of negativity that you have been uh, uh, relishing in all of your life. And it's, it's on you like, like, like invisible creatures, okay, like a disease. And you've just been, you know, you have all this doubt and insecurity. And you have to let go of that. And the first thing is there's people around you like that. You have to separate yourself from those people. You got to take yourself out of any negative environment you find yourself in. You have to remove yourself from it. Whether it's a job, if it's a relationship. You know, one thing that was real interesting to me is when I did a, my first time doing a 21 day fast, a girl broke up with me. People stopped talking to me because you know why? Because I wasn't vibrating on their frequency anymore. Do you know why when you go into a, do this for me, walk into a restaurant where only millionaires eat. And watch how uncomfortable you are. You know why you're uncomfortable? Because you ain't vibrating on their frequency. Okay, you got to get to that frequency. Okay? It's just like no different than, oh, you take five women and put them in a house and they have a period at five different times and they stay around each other long enough, they all start having a period at the same time. Okay, if you take the five people that you hang around the most and you average out their income, that's how much money you make. Bad association spoils useful habits. That comes out of the Bible. Who are you associating with? Who are you friends with? If you're friends with broke people, you're broke. 
You had to let mm. them go and say to yourself, I want to start hanging around rich people. I made a decision. I said, I want to hang around rich businessmen. Took me about two years, but I started doing it. I said, I want to rub shoulders with rich businessmen. I don't want to be around broke motherfuckers. Because you have a right. And then people try to make it seem like being rich is not noble. Like being poor is noble. When all around you is abundance. Being poor is evidence of an illness. Of a sickness that you need to take within yep. yourself. And let me put it like this. Don't get mad because I'm saying that. Because I am no better than you. You have the same capabilities that I have. Getting wealthy has nothing to do with being smart or intelligent. There's only two ingredients to getting wealthy, and that is persistence and a goal. That's it. I got friends who got way more money than me, ain't finished damn ninth grade. And I got, I got people in my family got PhDs worried how they're going to pay the mortgage. So it ain't got nothing to do with how smart you are. It has something to do about commitment, focus, and concentration, and committing yourself to a certain kind of lifestyle. And you won't need secure parties. Secure parties is not the ultimate answer. Y'all hear me talk about I've been saying this since day one, since I came on the air. I said the ultimate remedy is the law of attraction. Anyway, hope that mm. helps. Mm. <laughs> that was that was good. Um, just one quick one. Um, you said get um, signs of getting rich. Is that by uh, Wallace D. Waddles? W- Wallace Waddles. Read that. That's a very good yeah. book. Okay. Wallace D. Waddles. Uh, he's a, he's a Christian science preacher. He and he calls okay, he calls it thinking stuff. Thinking stuff is nothing more than the force. If you want to call it spirit, if you want to call it the force, like they call it in Star Wars, but it is. Uh, it is an intelligence. What it is, it is a recognition that you are not alone, that there is some sort of intelligence that uh, that pervades the universe. You know, whether you want to call it God or whatever, it responds. It always responds. But it always responds if you follow a certain set of rules. There's a 100% response rate. It's not if it's going to respond. It will respond. That is why it's called a an immutable law. It's immutable. But you have to know the rules. And the rules are whatever you think about all the time, you manifest. So if somebody can get you to think negatively, like what a lot of these trolls try to do, a lot of trolls, their goal is just to get you off, to knock you off your square. That's why they say standing on your square. Standing in a square means nothing can shake you. Nothing can shake you. And that's what's happening when you go in the courtroom. They're trying to knock you off your square. That's what's happening when you try to discharge a debt. Somebody trying to knock you off your square. You've got to always know that things are going to turn out all right. That's good. That's good. It's going to be all right. I don't and know, I, but it's, I everything's going to be all right. Yeah, I was, yeah, I, I was just laughing at one more thing, and I'm, I'm done. I was laughing because you said something right. about how you're selling stuff out of your trunk. <laughs> I was selling. I started out when I when I started selling. <laughs> when I started my first foray into hustling, I started off. I it was me and my girl. We were we lived in Milledgeville, Georgia. We lived in a trailer, 
Um, she got pregnant with my daughter. Um, I had bad credit. She had good credit, so we she bought she bought me a she bought us a van. She bought it for us, and um, I uh, um, I started selling clothes and socks. I was going up to I was going up to New York on Broadway and Twenty Fifth down in Little China, uh, getting getting stuff and everything. Put in a van, go out in the country on the first and the seventeenth, and selling stuff out the back of my van. I was doing that every month, driving up and down the highway, driving up and down, selling socks, doing all kind of stuff. And I would and I would hustle from eight o'clock in the morning till twelve o'clock at night. And me and my ex wife, we're not together now, but you know, she probably hates me. I don't know if she's watching, but you know, I don't hate my ex wife because my ex wife, you know, she slept on floors with me. She was there, you know. I, I probably I probably let her down in the end, but you know, she was in my corner, you know. She was you know, she was a soldier. She was. And uh, we, you know, I made a promise to her, you know, when she got pregnant, I said, and that's another thing, you know, if you're a real man, when your woman has a baby, you know, a lot of us, we understand that, man, y'all understand what I'm talking about. If you're young and you're like 22, 23, and you really with your girl, you love your girl, and she gets pregnant, that's supposed to turn you up. Okay, that's, that's when you kick it up a notch. That's when I started making money. I didn't start making real money until my girl got pregnant. My girl got pregnant. That's when I started making money. That's when I started seeing money that I'd never seen before. You know, there was a time in my life I'd never had, you know, some people are like that to this day. Some people have never had $10,000 at one time of cash in their hand. They've never seen that in their hand. Okay. You know, there was a time I had, I had never seen $10,000 at one time in cash. Like what? No, I'd never seen that. You know, 100, $100 bills. I never seen that. All right, but then by the time you get to see it, you acclimate yourself to it. The mind acclimates itself. Then you get used to seeing ten thousand dollars. Then you get used to seeing twenty thousand dollars. Then you get used to seeing thirty thousand dollars. And when you get used to seeing it, your mind has a way of maintaining it, maintaining you at that level. It maintains you at the level that you get used to. But you should always be striving for more because becoming um, comfortable is dangerous. You don't ever get comfort. When you get in a comfort zone, that's dangerous. Being in a comfort zone is dangerous. You always strive to keep yourself uncomfortable. You're always taking risks. I'm taking a risk right now. Some of the things I've done, y'all can't see. But it's like I can't get comfortable. i got to move on to the next thing. Keep moving, keep moving, keep moving, because money's moving. Everything is circulating. I can't worry about the coronavirus. Coronavirus, there's people out there. There's a whole bunch of people out there. We see this as opportunity. I look at it as a curve, like, wow, they're making a, they wiping the board off, making an opportunity for everyone. Things are changing. Things are moving to the Internet more. It's a change happening. Another good book for you to read, Who Moved My Cheese? That's about <laughs> adapting to change. Who Moved My Cheese? I would strongly advise you to read that book. That is an excellent book. It is where I got my okay what uh, somebody people who know me say this about me it's like man you always preparing for the next thing yeah because i'm not gonna wait for my cheese to run out before i'm ready to do something else you're supposed to be able to see when it's time for you to switch hustle or switch and go into something else that's why about who moved my cheese the cheese run out you got these two rats one rat every time the cheese run out he's sitting around waiting for more cheese to come the other rat as soon as the cheese run out he off he off He's making moves. And by the time the other rat finally get up, 
and decide to move on, he find another pile of cheese, but the other rat is already eaten. Like, nigga, what, you, you just not getting here? I've been left. Very good book. Good principle. Who moved my cheese? Very good book. Spencer Johnson, MD. Okay, I got that one, too. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Hey, thank you so much for your time. I'm not trying to be greedy. I know other people want to talk to you. Thank you for everybody being so patient. Good, brother. Thank you so oh, much. Okay. Thank you for everything you do. All right, you good. Yeah. You good. Hey, y'all, that's it for me. I know that's other people waiting. I'll be on tomorrow. Okay, let me do this. Let's do this. Tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock. Tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock. We'll be on tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock. We'll do it again tomorrow, I guess about, I don't know. I have to figure out what time I'll do the evening show. But tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. in the morning, y'all turn on. I'll be right here. Peace to the gods. I'm out. Peace, y'all.